Hey, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is uh, 5.57 and uh, Joan Jett on Rock 102. Uh, we're doing a little bit different this morning. It's uh, it's Bax and Nagel, but Marty Caproni is here as a guest host this morning. Good morning, Marty. How's it going, Nagel? It's going all right. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out this uh, new schedule without <laughs> Bax being here. And uh, I have now to deal with the experience of using this system for the Brit for the very first time. Oh, yes. Because he's usually sitting on this side of the board. So The last time I was in here where you were in uh, Hilton Head enjoying yeah. yourself uh, yeah. was uh, right during the changeover of all this. Oh, that was fantastic. Was that the changeover that uh, Bax had the computer upstairs for like three months and then didn't look at it at all <laughs> until the day that it was implemented? That, that's what he said, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> so uh, we got uh, we got Hollywood trash coming up in uh, just a few minutes, and uh, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about this morning. I'm looking forward to it. Marty is here to entertain us. It's, uh, it's 558 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Historic Northfield Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock It's 6.05 and the great Guns N' Roses On Rock 102 uh, We got uh, Marty Caproni here in for Bax today Good morning Marty How are you? I'm good Steve, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad uh, Just gotta give you your forecast here It's gonna be hot today Sunny and uh, high at 90 Tomorrow, 93 And then it's gonna be like sticky, humid And thunderstorms Saturday, 58. There's New England. Yeah. Snow on Sunday. Yeah. I, 97 I, on Tuesday. I saw somebody uh, like, you know, oh, I'm soaking up the soaking up the rays. Uh, you know, I was like, yeah, enjoy it now because tomorrow it's New England. It's going to be 25 degrees and there's going to be a frost warning in June. I, I had this conversation with someone. I'm like, maybe it's just me. Uh, maybe I'm like the old guy now. Like, man, yeah. my day. It seems to me that we used to have this thing called spring. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, spring. I don't. I think I remember that. But I don't feel like we have it anymore. I feel like it goes from like thirty degrees to ninety-seven degrees right away, and then nothing's ever really comfortable all summer long. Yeah, you know? no, it's ne- it's never that comfortable. Which uh, you know, uh, I, I gotta you know listen. I, j- I well, I didn't tell you this, but. Uh, I don't know how much time do we have right now. Should we? Should I even talk about it? Or well, no? you can talk about it. We're going to go into Hollywood trash in a second. Uh, oh, do you right. want to talk about it, and then, and then we'll go into Hollywood trash? Why don't you do that? Why don't you talk about it? We'll go into Hollywood. I, I'm trash just going to. I'll say one thing. Right. I I learned to appreciate finer weather. I was just down yeah. in uh, the Bahamas for two weeks doing shows down there. The weather the same every day. Yeah, there was one day where it rained, but everything else was just like 82, sunny, slight breeze. Yeah. Perfect humidity every day. That's kind of the way it was in Aruba. Aruba was like yeah. it was it was hot, but it was breezy right. every single day. Like it was like absolute perfect, perfect. tropical weather. Yeah. After two weeks of that, you kind of get yeah. like where you're like, uh, like you start to miss like that. There's nothing different. Like every day you wake up and you're like, oh look, it's perfect outside. Oh look, it's perfect outside. By like the eighth day, you're like, can we get like a cloud? Can we get can like, we have rain yeah, or can something? We ha- can we have something? Right. Yeah. But then you come back here and it's uh, it's this it's ninety three and then fifty two and yeah, it's it's New England it's yeah. depressing on purpose yes it is yeah uh, how about some Hollywood trash man uh, sure Steve all I'm right a- uh, maybe I should turn the uh, the audio on and we can get it going. how about that there we go. somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. That guy from that 70s show. 
was convicted on uh, two of three rape charges he was facing. The jury deadlocked on the third. He's now facing 30 years to life. Danny Masterson. What? Yeah. Meanwhile, prosecutors will not charge Army Hammer with sexual assault due to a lack of evidence. Oh, my God. You didn't know about the uh, Danny Masterson? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's a, he's a scumbag. Well, I guess we're we're kicking off Hollywood trash right into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty he, depressing. He was accused of raping three women at his L.A. home between 2001 and 2003 when he was starring on that 70s show. He's denied all the charges. He was first tried last year. But the uh, jury deadlocked on all three counts. This time they only deadlocked on the one count, and now he's facing jail time for a long, long time. As it should be. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you really shouldn't be able to get away with something like that. No, no. Regardless if you were on that 70s show or not. You know what they should do when they convict him is they should just play a laugh track. Yeah. Like after the sentence. (laughs) Like a sitcom track, like the sitcom laugh oh, track. Oh, like, ha you're going to jail yeah, for 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, you scumbag. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford got mad when stuntmen tried to help him off a horse in the new Indiana Jones. He told them, leave me the F alone. I'm an old man getting off a horse, and I want to look like that. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw this, but yeah. uh, spoiler alert, Harrison Ford was in Amherst the other day. Yeah, uh, his plane was at Barnes. What? Oh, really? He yeah. landed. It, he landed it on an airstrip this time. Well, so yeah, yeah I know. Instead of, <laughs> instead of in the woods in California, <laughs> or on a golf course. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. somebody uh, somebody messaged me like, "Hey, Harrison Ford's plane is over at Barnes," and I'm like, "Is he walking around going, get off my plane?" <laughs> I guess he's uh, he's just trying to be a method actor. You know, yeah, he's, sure. he's he's the old man. He's gonna play the old man. He wants to be the old man. You know what scares me about uh, that? They'll just they'll just let you still have a pilot's license when you're 80. Yeah, but they but you know you, they let you have a driver's license. They let you have a driver's license, sure. Yeah, but a driver's license most of the time, what are you gonna do? You put you put you press the wrong pedal and you you drove through the front of the convenience store. Yeah. you know what I mean. Or you you dro- thought it was you drove over that little cement thing right, in the parking right. lot. Yeah. A plane you can fall out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no big deal. Yeah, sure. No big deal. There was a there was a guy yesterday. I know this has nothing to do with Hollywood trash, yeah, yeah. but he was like this fertility doctor that was accused of, you know, spreading his seed. Oh yeah, uh, his own seed. Well, he died in his own plane crash yesterday. Oh, it's two days ago. Yeah. How did the obit- was the obituary thirty eight pages long? It's yeah. like he leaves behind. He leaves behind <laughs> seven hundred ninety thousand kids. Yeah, five hundred. <laughs> Uh, he was married to that lady in the shoe, you know, the one that had all the kids. Ryan Gosling says people complaining about his casting as Ken in Barbie never actually cared about the character and are being hypocritical. He says there are many other Kens to play with if they don't like his. Well, it seems like an odd complaint. It uh, looks like a really dumb movie. I was going to say, it yeah. seems like an odd complaint for a really terrible movie. I, I can't even believe that got made, but that just shows you we're all out of ideas. So that's what Hollywood's doing now. Remakes and then just making movies about toys. Yeah, I never even like uh, pictured Barbie in the world of, uh, you know, like the reality. <laughs> like the movie's about Barbie coming out of the Barbie world into the real world. It's yeah. kind. Of, it's stupid. It's a stupid, stupid movie. It's uh, Barbie coming out of the world into the real world, yeah. i.e., uh, every girl in Miami, uh, basically. You know, plastic and yeah, uh, all yeah. looking the same. 
Uh, Jason Sudeikis says the Ted Lasso story is done after three seasons, even though it hasn't officially been announced by Apple TV. He did say there are opportunities for spinoffs, a book, or a podcast. Have you seen this show? No, you were. You, I think you were the one telling me about it. I, right? I finally saw the finale yesterday. It was. Uh, it was a great show. It really was a great show. Was the finale good or no? Well, I don't think anybody's ever happy with a finale, but I think they ended it the way it probably should have. You I, know what I mean? I listen. My my favorite TV show of all time. What's yours, by the way? My favorite TV show would have to be uh, My Two Dads with uh, Paul Reiser. <laughs> my Two Dads? No, I'm just not. I, God. <laughs> I was my, like this. So. Uh, my like, favorite sitcom? Yeah. Uh, probably Seinfeld, okay. I would say. Yeah. Mine was Cheers. Yeah. Uh, I watched the last episode of Cheers, and I thought it was fantastic. You know what yeah. I mean? The way they ended, yeah. closing the bar. It was perfect. Apropos, mm-hmm. great. Uh, Seinfeld, I know it was a weird, and I never really watched Seinfeld, which I know sounds weird for a comic, but yeah, a lot of people didn't like yeah, that one. I, I didn't, not that I didn't like the show, but I just never got into it, so I never really right. watched it. But that <laughs> finale, no one liked. The last show that I was really heavily invested in was Sopranos. Yeah, and that finale I thought was absolute trash. Is it trash or was it art? I I think it was trash. I think it was yeah. like. They wrote well, they wrote it out so they couldn't write it out anymore, and then they're like, how do we end this thing? Yeah. Well, at least with with this Ted Lasso one, they tied up all the loose okay, ends. Okay, that's what the, I was wondering. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah there, was no, there was no like wondering, oh, okay. my God, what happened? At least they tied up pretty much the story, but it was kind of, you know, symbolic to how life goes anyway, where things come to an end eventually at some point, and it's just you're just moving on with your life in another aspect. So that's what that's. Yeah. So maybe I'll invest in watching it now that you told me it's good and that the finale isn't terrible. Yeah, and you can't piggyback off somebody's account. You're gonna have to shell out the six ninety nine for the Apple TV because you can't share Apple IDs with people. I mean, you could, but then if somebody gets into your account, you know, oh, yeah, come yeah. on, no. Well, I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah, sorry. Megan the Stallion <laughs> is taking a mental health break. She says, quote, fans can expect new music when I'm in a better place. Right now, I am focused on healing. Healing. Healing? healing. Is that how she talked? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, for all of our listeners, sorry that uh, yeah. I know we're a big, there's a huge Megan the, the Stallion fan base out there. And how do you pronounce this one? S-Z-A? SZA? You ever hear that one? S-C-A. Yeah. S-C-A. That's like a music SZA? artist. SZA. SZA. Oh, SZA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See? Well, she says she treats her butt like a purse. Okay. <laughs> it's just there to enhance whatever else, and that's why I paid for it, because it works all by myself. I don't know why they all sound like Nicki Minaj. But... Yeah, I don't know. At least she, well, they do kind of all sound like <laughs> Yeah, they, they kind of do. <laughs> but uh, if she treats it like a purse, it's better than a gym bag, I suppose. And Kim Kardashian wants to know, uh, she oh. learns from her mistakes, and she can grow and evolve, just like everybody else. Kim Kardashian, you say? She must have had something to say about she, that. She did. She said, oh, my God, the last time I grew and evolved was when I gave Ray J a squabble neck road throaty in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> you ever have a road throaty? <laughs> what, what, by whatever do you mean, Steve? Uh, yeah. What about Caitlin? What about Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with my brother Chris Kim, but I once uh, had a trouser-friendly kiss. We praised our favorite footballer, Tim Tebow. 
What, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I had the be- I had beaver tr- I had the beaver <laughs> trim the wood on the dome burger. Did you ever have a dome burger before? <laughs> no, I haven't had a dome burger. I lots, don't think. Lots of mayo on it. <laughs> oh, God. And that's your Hollywood trash. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The Holyoke Farmer's Market is officially open every Saturday from 1030 to 3 with local vendors and music for local people. I'm telling you, you get me drunk. Uh, yeah, you put a guitar in my hands. you're playing that one, aren't you? That's, what, that's what the first thing that comes out. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is uh, 623 and Pearl Jam on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, nice and sunny and hot today with a high of 90. Tomorrow, high of 93, and then some thunderstorms move in for uh, cooling off on Saturday with a high of only 58. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. So, so we were just talking about yeah. uh, Caitlyn Jenner, and I was telling you I saw a really funny reel the other day about uh, they have these guys that show up at golf tournaments. They're called they do the the back off challenge. They try to heckle people at the hole till they back off laughing. I'm doing this. You are. I'm doing that on uh, June 19th uh, over at Tacoa. Uh, for, for, for who? For the Westfield uh, West Springfield Boys and Girls Club. Golf oh, that's tournament. so awesome. Yeah. So it's su- super fun. Yeah. By the way, uh, and and. The 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 Caitlin one was hilarious. She, she actually was very funny. She she was a good sport. Um, I did one of those, Steve. Yeah. I I don't know how it happened, but I ended up doing Johnny Damon's from the Red Sox. No way. Yeah. So I got to do Johnny Damon's. It was the way he did his golf tournament. It was his Red Sox teammates and his Yankees teammates, and they all would do the charity golf tournament. There was yeah, other yeah, guys, yeah. Brandon Marshall from the NFL, all these other. Guys, but it's all celebrities and athletes. Yeah, and the, I get hired to do it. The ones where you they all get together and you realize they're just people who happen the, to play baseball. They're not exa- like the coolest people. To beat the crap out of each nah, other. I, I, yeah, you get hammered with yeah. like Bill Lee. You right, know, right. like it was awesome. But I I was doing it, and um, you know, I don't get starstruck. I've met a ton of celebrities doing what I do, so it's it doesn't really. Right. But every once in a while, one or two happens where you're like, "What the heck?" You oh, know? Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm staying at the hole, and a cart pulls up, and the Red Sox get out of the cart. And it's just one guy after another that, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy was a utility player. That guy was yeah, a utility yeah. player. And then uh, Veritech gets up. The <laughs> okay. captain. I mean, right. he's the captain. He's he's a Boston legend, the probably the best catcher in Boston history, you yeah. know. And he gets out, and uh, – He's just shaking his head at me immediately, and I'm like, ah, you know. Now, he had retired like a year before, maybe a year or two before, and uh, you could tell he had gained some weight, you know? Okay. So, so I said to him. Oh, you're not playing anymore. You might yeah, as well just uh, Yeah, and who am I to criticize anybody about weight? Right, I go up right. and down like a parade balloon, you know what I mean? So, right. So he, <clears throat> he, uh, he gets out, and he's just – Real smug, waiting for me to like say something, and I'm holding my tongue. And he puts the the ball in the tee and everything, and I go, "How's retirement treating you, Cap?" And immediately, all the guys just start laughing. It's like, "Here it comes, here it comes," and and he just he has this grin on his face, and he goes, "It's going pretty good." I go, "Looks like it's going good. Looks like it's going good," you know. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." I go, "Looks like you you still could do it though. It looks like you still could get behind a plate." 
<laughs> they start, start laughing. Everyone starts laughing again. And he's already shaking his head. He's opening his wallet now. He's ready to pull up. And I go, I mean, you definitely know your way behind the plate. He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, what are you doing now? I go, you uh, you still throwing signs? He's like, what do you mean? I go, like, back in the day, it was like a fastball curve, slider, slider away. He goes, yeah. I go, now what do you do? Put down a one for a steak and cheese, a two for a chicken part. <laughs> He takes $100 out of the thing, throws it in the box, and he goes, now shut up. <laughs> and let me take my shot yeah. now. Yeah, yeah it was you, it was jerk. And then and so I yeah. thought it was really funny. But then um, I'm standing out there, and uh, it starts to thunder and lightning. Yeah. I'm out in the heckle hole by myself. There's no other carts, and I'm just waiting to get a ride back from someone. Yeah. Tech pulls up in his cart. Now, it's literally like the alarm's going off. It's thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, man, thanks. He goes, you think I'm giving you a ride? And just drives away, <laughs> leasing on the whole. Yeah, hole. see? What goes around comes around, It was around, pretty man. great. It yeah. was pretty good. I, oh, come the, on. That was all for charity. Yeah. You should have given you a ride. He least. got the last laugh, so yeah, it was buddy. great. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing on uh, on on June 19th. Ah, and, dude, those are so fun. They're one. Of, those it, are one of my favorite things to do. It looks fun. I saw a couple of TikTok videos of somebody doing it, and then I'm like, all yeah. right, I could definitely do this. It's you know. yeah. I mean, listen, I've known you forever. You can definitely do it. All you're doing is just busting everyone's chops. You know? Well, you know, I always this is what I worry about. I worry about people be taking something the wrong way, even though they know that it's this. You know, the, they do. They the people get yeah. upset and they they cry. And I just I had it happen this past weekend at a show. Yeah. I had a kid. I had a kid. Uh, I was telling a a story, and I had a 25 year old kid stand up and start trying to correct me and everything else oh, because you weren't being pc i wasn't being pc yeah, and he okay. was he was very upset yeah <laughs> during a comedy show, during a comedy show a sanctioned comedy yeah show. i'll play you the audio after i have it on my phone you know i said this uh, a couple of weeks ago i i did uh i opened the show for michael winslow uh, oh no the I... night before i did the, the loft show yeah 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 and uh you have to remember that not everybody at those things are there for the comedy show because there's like old ladies there just supporting just their kids to going to the, the YMCA. Well, because yeah. it was a YMCA fundraiser. Oh, fundraiser, so, yeah, yeah. So you're 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 getting people that probably maybe wouldn't want to necessarily come out and watch a comedy show. So you kind of have to be. Yeah, know, a fundraiser is a different. It's it's you know the job yeah. if you're doing it uh, and you're not famous, so you can't just do what you want to do every night. You, you do a fundraiser, you got to alter right. yourself for the fundraiser. You do a college, you got to alter yourself yeah. for the college. You got to know your audience. Exactly right. But when you're at a comedy show and somebody's paying money specifically to hear somebody tell jokes, the, everything is off limits. Well, well that's, and that's what I said to the kid. I, I, I said, look, and the kid goes, oh, what? You can make. And he had a speech impediment, which was really funny. He's like, "You too." <laughs> so, but I didn't. I didn't make fun of the speech impediment, you know. But, but I could have. It just added though to the. But it was great, yeah, to be heckled by somebody with a speech impediment. So he was just like, "I don't want to do the thing." It's, it sounds <laughs> right, really I get cruel. you. Yeah. But he he was like, uh, "So you, so, so you can make fun of everybody, but you 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 can't. But no one can make fun of you." And I go, uh, and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw the poster out front, but uh, you weren't on it." <laughs> yeah, you weren't on it. I go, everyone in here paid to listen to me. No one paid to listen to you. In fact, you paid to listen to me. So if you don't like it, leave. You got to shut them down. Yep, yep. Uh, it is 629. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. When was the last time you... 
It's 631 at Rock 102. It is time for news, which is brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Visit 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET to get your instant roof quote now. And then uh, Marty introduces me. And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thank you, Marty. The uh, Springfield Fire Department worked to put out a house fire uh, at 186 Oak Street in Indian Orchard yesterday. The 22 News crew was at the scene, and they could see smoke coming from the roof. Oh, my God, there was smoke coming from the roof. It was crazy. A third alarm was called in. That fire captain, Drew P. Monty, he said the fire started in the attic of the house and no end of their injuries were reported, but six people are without the home and now are being assisted by the Red Cross. It was nuts. That's how they sound? Yeah, that's exactly how they sound. Springfield Fire Commissioner, Commissioner uh, Costco Calvi uh, said that they- What? BJ Calvi. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. sure. Costco's BJ. I know BJ, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They received the report of the house fire around 10 a.m. with heavy fire in the attic. There was a dead fire hydrant in that area they could not use. When crews were trying to put out the fire, a May Day was declared for, uh, declared for two firefighters that were trapped after part of the ceiling come out come down. They had to be dug out, but they are safe. The, the fire has been put out and no injuries were reported. The arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause of the fire. There is significant damage to the home. It says 22 News will update you, but I'm sure they won't. A dead fire hydrant, huh? R.I.P. That's a little uh, scary to think that you live in a neighborhood that, you know, you just assume they all have water in them. Well, you do, but depending on the neighborhood, because some of the neighborhoods sometimes will pop the old water plug on the fire hydrant, like the Will Smith song, and maybe then you get a dead fire hydrant. There's that, too. (laughs) Um, Springfield firefighters were able to put out a porch fire in the Forest Park neighborhood last night. They were called to 71 Ferglade Avenue just before midnight. Uh, no one was hurt, and the arson and bomb squad is look, looking into the cause, and I'm sure 22 News will not update you on that either. <laughs> I'm just assuming. You're just they, assuming. That, that they won't they're, do it. They're big on the, uh, on the uh, cliffhanger story. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what's going on there. Uh, police in Connecticut are searching for a suspect following a car chase that ended in Enfield, according to Windsor Locks Police. Officers attempted to stop a 2019 Subaru Impreza driven by the suspect Bruce Michaud on Tuesday. Michaud is wanted for an active arrest warrant issued by Connecticut State Police. It's also alleged that Michaud has been selling crack cocaine and fentanyl in the uh, town. Out of, fentanyl. A, out of a Subaru? Out of a Subaru. That's something you see every day. Not a big crack dealer car. <laughs> Well, you have to you think about the price of gas lately. You got to uh, be more efficient about it. You're not going to get a Cadillac or a. I mean, I can see you selling Colorado. I can see you selling drugs out of a Subaru, maybe like pot at an Indigo Girls concert, yeah. but uh, not not crack. Yeah, I have these Indigo Girls. The Everybody gets a free Indigo Girls CD with their purchase of this crack cocaine. Uh. Uh, police chased uh, Mashad from Windsor Locks to Enfield, where the pursuit ended, but Mashad was able to evade them. He has not been found as of yesterday afternoon. The vehicle he was last seen in has a Connecticut registration of BH27022. So, so this guy's just still out there in the uh, Subaru? Yeah, he's out there. Mashad is a convicted felon and has a history of being arrested for possession of drugs, a firearm, and assault. He should be considered armed and dangerous. If you have any information on his whereabouts, you're asked to call the Connecticut State Police. I mean, if it's a Subaru, your first instinct is to check all the local softball fields, but that's not necessarily that's not necessarily where that. No, that's be. not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, a truck fire shut down a portion of Route 57 in Agawam early this morning. The eastbound side of the highway was shut down while firefighters worked to put out that uh, fire in the cab of the tractor trailer. 
One lane remained closed as of 5.30 uh, a.m., but just before 6 a.m., the charred truck was cleared away. So there oh. should be no more issues out there. No official word on, uh, on the cause of that blaze. That seems uh, that seems very uh, uneventful for uh, news uh, this this morning. Usually, you know, it's just shooting after shooting. Oh, what are you looking for? Death and destruction? No, I mean, it's, you know, I like the feel good stories. You know, a little bit. The feel good stories. Yeah, you know, like the 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 feel good, the the, the, oh, the fun ones. Like somebody got shot uh, last yeah. night, uh, and nobody can find the suspect, and right. somebody was driven to the hospital by a private vehicle. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see where you're. Where the community's with. chipping in to help each other out. You know, not every day can be a death and destruction day. <laughs> I guess not. It's just. Boo. You know, it is funny though that you mention that because some day, some days it's like. Nothing but shootings. Yeah. Some days, it's, like today, it's nothing but fires and accidents. Yeah, it's a weird, yeah. it's like they all come in one in one shot. The uh, three-week-long process to fill two empty seats on the East Hampton School Committee has come to an end. After hearing from nine candidates on May 18th, East Hampton counselors and school committee members voted to fill those vacancies. Ooh, and who do they fill them with, Steve? Well, I don't know. The uh, Those seats became vacant following the resignations of Lori Garcia and Shannon Dunham, sparked by controversy over the superintendent search. What? what? Both those ladies? Well, those oh, are the sorry, ones, sorry. Those are <laughs> the ones that were in support of, uh, of, right. of Dr. Perone right. and who were calling BS on the rest of the group going, yeah, none of that stuff you said happened during the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the private meeting yeah, didn't yeah. happen, just like he said. Right. You know, they, were, he, they, were, they, they backed up his story on that. Right. And so then they had to step down from the board. What a... What up? The uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the uh, convention used sequential ranked vote choice voting to help with their decision on who would fill their spot. Each convention member voted for each candidate in order of preference on their ballots. After votes were recorded and tabulated, former school committee members Sarah Hunter and Laura Scott were selected. These elected members said they what their intentions were with their new roles are and addressing public concern, concerns. Scott said it has to do with listening respectfully. And being really transparent and explaining to the public the reasons for my decisions and statements and to have your own mind changed to really listen. Hunter added that she plans to fulfill her role. I think I'm going to be really focused on following process and procedure and just making sure everything we do is kind of in line with how things are supposed to be done. Oh, like they were supposed to be done the first time. Yeah. I, you know, it's weird. I don't, I don't know how things are. Now, I'm not criticizing those two. Um, I, what do I, I, I can't say ladies, right? It's, uh, those two people. No. Um, so I'm not criticizing them, but uh, how things are supposed to be done, isn't it? Whoever was democratically elected by your town that was on yeah. the board supposed to be the people representing you and not the ones a- appointed by some shady sequential ranked vote system. Well, no, this is sup- – I don't even know how this works. I don't either, to be honest. Ranked choice voting by who? Was the voters involved in this or was it just the people on the committee? I don't know. You know what's interesting, though? Isn't East Hampton – uh, the model for Whoville and uh, Dr. Seuss, they say that? That Did was you? rumored to be that way, but yeah. then if you look at the other place he lived at in California, it looks exactly the same as the as the as as Mount Tom. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, all right, never mind. It's fine. All right. <laughs> 22 News <laughs> spoke with uh, the East Hampton School Committee Chair, Cynthia Kwasinski. This is the lady that got offended by the... You know, By the the, the comment, ladies, ladies as a microaggression. Uh, concerns about uh, the concerns the public may have had about this long process of finding people to fill the empty positions. I think that trust will come back. 
I think we hit a rough spot, expressed Krasinski. I think that hopefully the voters of uh, East Hampton remember this yeah. entire debacle when it yeah. comes time to vote. I encourage everyone to look at our track record, the amount of support we've had over the years for the union, for the budget, for the parents. Well, she's she's the one facing the, well. You know what was missing out of that? She's not facing a recall, but this is they're trying to get the signatures yeah. in order to do it. Listen, but you know, what's, uh, you know what's missing out of that statement? What? It was the union, the budget, and the parents. I didn't hear anything about the students. Yeah, those are the ones you represent. Thought that that was really kind of important, though. They should make that list. That's a microaggression. Well, they kind of don't care about the students. No, well, maybe they don't. In the end, because if you really did, you'd be listening to them, too. Yeah, well, and if you cared about the students, you'd be like, wow, look at this guy after this whole thing getting railroaded. Still says he would take the job because it's about the students. It says all the right things. They're like, yeah, no, thank you, sir. So you got you got this debacle going on in East Hampton, and then over in Ludlow, you got them banning books. They want to ban books. Just books, like in general. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> there's a list of books that they want to ban. It's it's a, it's a, it's a little ridiculous. What? See, I don't understand the yeah. the book ban. Although, I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess you got to see what the books are. You know what I mean? What are they What are they passing out in class? You know. Well, there was one uh, that was uh, that they had issue with. It was. Call, it was something about Alaska. Here, here's how much I pay attention to reading books. I don't read any of them. So I, I'm never going to be offended by any of the material in them. You're like, take away all the books. It's fine. But they uh, they talked. It was a book that described uh, described oral sex at some point, uh, like a young girl uh, okay. performing this yeah. act that they were describing in the book. And this, this, this one guy had a real problem with that over in Ludlow. Well, I mean, look, I'm not going to take the guy's side because I don't know the yeah. entire thing. But, you know, sometimes you just got to swallow it down and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know. You're, you're talking about the uh, the policy, the book yeah, policy. Yeah, the book policy. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about, Steve. Why? What would you be shoved down your throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not trying to shove it down your throat. Come on, uh, bite your tongue. Some people, uh, you know, like to complain about things that they really shouldn't be complaining about. That's just kind of how I feel about that. <laughs> I think people like overly complain about things that they really shouldn't be complaining about. They really do, but also at the same time, I, I think I get it with the parents. You know what I mean? If you have kids in school, you, you know, I, there's enough thing you can have books on that. Maybe you know. Yeah, but you my don't need that. my argument was: think about all the books that are in a library. Sure. How many of them would you be able to find issue with? Probably quite a quite a sure, bit of them. Sure. You know, I mean, so. We, you're you're picking and choosing now. You want to put in a, like a like a book czar to well, that's where you that's yeah. where you run into some problems. You know, I like that title though, book czar. Uh, let's see. Uh, you remember playing Duck Hunt on the yeah. original Nintendo? The best chasing ducks across the screen with a little gray and orange. Yeah, controller. the dog used yeah. to jump in the bushes. I remember that. Twenty five year old man in North Carolina named David D'Alessandro robbed a convenience store on. Tuesday afternoon with a plastic duck hunt gun. <laughs> it was painted black, so it wasn't that obvious. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, it's unclear if David knew what that gun was. If he's 25, the game was obviously way before his time. Yeah. Maybe he just found it and thought he was, you know. And uh, What if he tried to shoot the clerk? You know what I mean? It just yeah. kept missing. He had to stand closer. And then the clerk just laughed <laughs> at him. <laughs> the clerk's like, you need to be within three feet of me. The uh, the robbery was successful momentarily. David showed the gun and took $300 from the register, but the clerk called the police, and they found David down the street and arrested him. Well, 
As it should be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> did it play that little like MIDI file? The, the song. <laughs> yeah, so I'm never gonna make the bonus level if that's what happened. Yeah, you know? and that dog is still giggling now. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be sunny and hot with a high of 90. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 93. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagle, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 649 in the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot with a high of 90. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 93. And then chances of some thunderstorms cooling everything off for Saturday with a high of only 58. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marty Caproni's in the studio with us. I'm happy to be here, Steve. Hey, uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to remind people that tonight, uh, if they're uh, looking for something to do, they can come to Loft Comedy Club for 20 bucks and uh, get dinner and the show. You get dinner and the show. For 20 bucks, and um, it's the uh, best deal in town. It's not on the website. Uh, all our shows are on the website. The Thursday thing we just do uh, at the door, it's kind of like we want it to be local. We, we want it to be like a word of mouth thing, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, it's 20 bucks at the door. That's not a bad deal. No, I got my buddy uh, coming in. My little buddy Justin Hoff's coming in. He was on America's Got Talent, so he's going to close out. I think I'm going to host the show. Uh, what was I going to? I, you know, once this, uh, once this, uh, my kid's softball season is over. Yeah, I'll be able to come to one of your shows. I, on, I on want you to come, night. man. Yeah. Come, come have a. It's, it's a fun night. You know, yeah. even for the comics. It, it, the summer's harder to get a crowd in there. You know, we might get yeah. 30 or 50 people or whatever, but. Um, it's a it's a good time, man. We all it's it's a it's a blast, and you get you get a really nice meal. Chef Larry always throws out a, a great meal. Last week, everyone got like chicken francaise, this version yeah. of chicken francaise that was unbelievable, and uh, twenty bucks. Yeah, can't beat that. You can't. You can't. You know where I stopped a few weeks ago? Uh, not to mention your comedy competitors. No, please. But uh, I went to the the Nook. Oh, yeah, my buddy Joey Buddha's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty cool room, man. I told you, yeah. man, it's a great little spot there in the back uh, in Westfield. He, he's got it in the back of the nook. And the bar there is awesome, too. Like yeah. They it's they kind of turned it from a dive bar into like a hipster bar. Which is cool. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, he, they're huge fans of the show, the owners. Yeah, yeah. And, and they love um, – Backs because the they're music buffs. They play vinyl in yeah, the bar. Yeah, well, they bar love me more now too. Well, I'm sure yeah. they do. They yeah. kept telling me. I said, yeah. I, I keep telling Steve to stop by. You know, and well, glad I've you been, finally. Did. I have been in there and have eaten in there. Yeah. I just it was never there for a show. And I was eaten. I've eaten there when it was like new when it was yeah. like they opened up. Uh, I remember what it used to be, yeah. which was the Nook, where like you'd see people walking out of there at like ten o'clock in the morning, stumbling. Oh, uh, buddy, you know. I uh, I mean, back in my Early early twenties, yeah. uh, there was two places I've been in bar fights in Westfield, and that was the that Nook was and, one of them, yeah. and Britney's. Oh, Britney's! Oh, that, oh, was, a, that was a good one. In one with a bunch of bikers. Uh, but uh, what a what a cool room! What a what a cool little show he's got going on there. And he here's does. the thing I noticed about open mics. Yeah. From when I did them years ago versus yep. now, people are a lot more supportive. Than they used to be. That mic, the crowds are very supportive. There's still plenty of mics where you'll feel your soul die on the inside if you if you go to them. But that one's uh, that one's pretty supportive. Well, because I don't think it was ever really explained to me when I started yeah. that these are just for trying out new jokes. You know, this isn't really this isn't really like you come up and do your whole set. No, you, you come up and try new things. That's one of the yeah. problems I have with open mics. Yeah. I love doing Joey's when I can because um, 
they are supportive there. Like the the people yeah. are good. So, the, but you feel a pre- like I feel a pressure because when I show up at an open mic around here, the kids are like, "Oh my god, hey, Marty came," and, and then it's like you don't want to go up and bomb, but you know you have to. That's the reason why but you're there. This this is the, the the first time I'll tell you the first time. One of my favorite comedians of all time is Dave Attell. Well, I think Dave Attell is uh, freaking hilarious. Open for Dave, and I used times. to love that show. He was on that Insomnia. Yeah, Insomnia. everyone does. Everyone talks to him about it every time after every yeah. show he does. So uh, love that album. I actually emailed him. Told you know he yeah. emailed me back. This is be- way before you yep. know I I really started getting into comedy. Yeah. And then uh, when I started uh, doing comedy, I saw him uh, listen. I was down in New Jersey, and I said, "Oh, David Tell is going to be." No, actually, I didn't even know he was going to be there. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a comic showcase, and they had like Kurt Metzger and Metzger's a brilliant. He comic. was he's a brilliant guy too. Brilliant. So we, we went to my sister and I went to go see Kurt Metzger. Yeah, and lo and behold, who shows up to do a spot is David Tell, and I'm yep. like, "Oh my god!" Well, he was awful. Like his his set was awful. <laughs> But then I realized afterwards, like, he's just using these little venues to try out his material before he goes on the thing because he was only on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's weird. The the farther up people are in comedy, too, the larger the venue they use as an open mic kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'll see guys who are doing arenas, and then they'll be like, hey, I'm going to come to Springfield and do a show. With Dice Clay? No, no, no. (laughs) Not talking about Dice. But, but, But you'll see them come to, like, and they'll do like a 5,000 seater instead of a 15,000 seater. Yeah. And they'll kind of treat it, they'll kind of treat it almost like an open mic because to them it's like a smaller, you know, it's, it's a, a small venue compared to the, like you just work said. on tightening up their set for their Netflix or whatever else, you know. Um, you know, th- that, uh, that's definitely, I can see a tell. One of the things about a tell is if he's not doing uh, great, he yeah. does not care. He'll lean He'll lean all in. Years, he's brilliant. Years ago, it was probably about a year before he died, George Carlin came to Springfield. Oh, wow. And he was, and he basically told everybody what he was doing. Yeah. I use these shows to practice for my big specials. Yep. And he comes out with his giant thick notebook on stage and he's just flipping through the pages, yeah, looking through his notes, and oh, what can we talk about here? And then when when somebody said somebody said something like, "Oh, you got to use notes," and he goes, "Well, as far as I see it, he goes, I'm here for me. You're here for me. Nobody's here for you. So f you." And he's, <laughs> but that's the way you do it. You, yeah, that's how you practice. That's how you get. 15 HBO specials. Yeah. You, know, my, you go around the country and practice. I met my buddy uh, Rob Steen opened for uh, Carlin here and there. Yeah. And he owns a bunch of comedy clubs in uh, Maine and New Hampshire and stuff. I work for him a lot. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, he told me a sh- about a show they did in Presque Isle, Maine. He, he had George Carlin way up there in Maine doing some college or whatever. Yeah. And he asked this guy, this local guy that he used to do shows at, if he, if he could bring George Carlin to do a show. And the guy was like, "Well, I can't. I can't. I'm too busy on Saturday night." So the guy passed up and having George Carlin in his restaurant, and they went there for dinner after. And the guy's like, "I didn't realize it was you." Yeah, yeah. And Rob said, "George goes, well, you screwed up. What do you want me to tell yeah, you?" Yeah, right. You could have had a good opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, more stuff to talk about. Uh, all kinds of things. It's uh, six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni as guest host on Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 706 and Journey on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny and hot with a high of 91. Tomorrow, hot and humid with a high of 93. Then chances of some thunderstorms, which cool things off for Saturday, and a high of 59. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield.
Go from ninety three to fifty fifty nine. Uh, that is uh, that. Welcome to New England, like we said. You it's know, June. I know. Yeah. You know what sucks about that is like all the people who open their pools this weekend. Yeah. Right. So like they'll have three days. The pool will probably get up to around 70, 72, 74, just about tolerable from the go. And then it'll plummet to like 50 degrees and the water will be yeah. cold again. Well, I got I had a swimming pool uh, and I got rid of it last what? year. Why did you get rid of it? Well, first of all, the thing was there when I bought the house. It okay. was an above ground pool. Yeah. And so I bought a new filter for it when I moved in. That was like seven hundred dollars yeah. for a new pump and all that other stuff. Because the one that they had there was too small and it was getting old and I had yeah. to replace it. And then I'm spending like five to six hundred dollars a summer keeping this thing going. Chemicals and, and energy and everything else. The yeah. first year, uh, the first year we used it quite often because of the pandemic. And yeah. then there was, you know, everybody was home. And then the second year comes around and it rains. Uh, the, the weekend I open it, it's like 45 degrees. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. Not, not fun. And then the kids were gone for camp and all this other stuff. So we really got maybe three weeks use out of it for the entire summer that it was open. And I finally said uh, last year, I said, you know what? This is the final year I'm doing this. And that's it? So you took it down? I took it down and uh, I pretty much gave it away. And then, uh, you know, it was uh, the guy's got it now. He's set it up in his yard. Somebody's out there. This is Steve Nagel's pool. This is Steve Nagel's pool. Wow. His kid's snot is on the side of the uh, the liner. Steve Nagel peed in this pool. Yeah, yeah, one time. So I I, I just, uh, I kind of miss it sometimes, but I really don't because, yeah, on the hot days, it would be nice to go take a dip in the pool. But, you got to think about how much money you're spending versus how much you're actually enjoying something. It's the aggravation factor, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just another thing for you to worry yeah. about. And I want so I wound up buying a I wound up buying a used hot tub. Yeah, same and, thing. And, you're going to get sick of it and never use it. Yeah, but I use that. I use that at least 4 times a week. Do you? Not, yeah. Well, it's nice. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're I'm out like, there in your smoking robe, uh, <laughs> you know. No, I I I go in in my bathing suit. Uh, in your bathing suit? Huh? Well, I have kids at home. I can't uh, uh, be going around naked all the time. It'd be creepy if you're like, yeah, I know, but, I know. But that's one of those things that yeah. I can enjoy most of the year yeah. as opposed to just one time out of the year. This is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you're not going to enjoy that in the summer, though, when it's uh, 90 degrees at nighttime. You don't want to exactly slide into some 104. Well, you know what, Marty? You take enough edibles, you can enjoy anything that you want. This is a true you thing, know? my friend. This is a true thing. Uh, I'm reading this thing here about uh, things that you believed when you were a kid. Okay. All right. Uh, number one, you ready? Yeah. Songs that played on the radio were being played live each time they came on. I mean, who believed that? I didn't believe that. No, neither did I. But you guys, now you say it. Thanks, thanks again for coming in, guys. That's Journey. They're just packing up their stuff. <laughs> These are ants. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> they're just the kids listening. Yeah, they're 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 waiting for Steve Miller to come in. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, these these are like answers to a Reddit post that okay. somebody put up. Right. So somebody believed that, uh, and he, they assumed that they just got out of bed to play it. To play yeah, the song oh, just sure. For them. sure. Uh, number two, that don't drink and drive meant all drinks. Like, don't like, be hydrated? Yeah, like uh, apple juice. Or, yeah, there's some real dumb people out there. Right? There are some dumb people out there. That cats are girls and dogs are boys. Who thought that? Um, someone without an understanding of biology. How about this one? That if it was raining where I was, it was raining everywhere in the world. 
Well, I kind of thought that when I was a kid, too. Like, yeah, because your world when you are a kid was your neighborhood right. and not yeah, much else. You didn't have anything else than that. I can see that. I one. remember, you know, my parents had a, a, a boat growing up, nothing fancy, you know what I mean? My parents were yeah. very blue-collar. My mom worked hourly at an insurance company, and my dad was a union crane operator. But we, my dad's big thing was we had a boat. We didn't go on vacation or anything else, but we had a yeah. boat down in Connecticut, uh, Chester, Connecticut, and we would go down to the boat. And that was what we do on our weekends, and we go on vacation on the boat for like two weeks a year, three weeks a summer, or whatever. And uh, I remember that was before cell phones or anything else. So I would just leave, and then come back, and it was like I had to catch up on all the neighborhood yeah. stuff: who got in a fight, who who got mad at who, you know, who was dating who. And it was like uh, you real. It, it seemed like two separate worlds, yeah. like you say, a world apart. Now, not so much because you can check your phone anytime you want, and you can keep up on all this. Everyone's stuff. too connected. Every summer when I go, I usually shut the uh, the social media off. Yeah, for, for just at least three or four days, just to, I, just to kind of you know what I don't I need to wish tune I, into this. I wish I could just kill the social media. I you know what I mean, but at the same time, I need it for for the job for the career. Right. You know. But one of the things about being down in the Bahamas for two weeks, you know, I, I had crappy cell service everywhere I went. So I just half the time I would leave my room and I just leave the phone in the room. You know, if yeah. I was going to go down on a water slide or walk around the beach or whatever. Yeah, you don't want to be finding a place to hold that. Right. Doing all that stuff. Right. So just <clears throat> being able to be unplugged like that. Yeah. That almost made it feel like a vacation in that in that regard. You know what I mean? Because we're all too connected. We're all too plugged in all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nice to just not have to worry about what's what's who's clicking my Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the chocolate milk came from brown cows. I, I never was that stupid. This is this is like this is some parent uh, yeah. feeding this information. I tell my kids the truth because <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't want to have to explain this later on. Yes, like this is just the this is how it works. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, Brown cows produce milk just like the regular cows, cows do. do. <laughs> like they're they're the same. Uh, that if you ate watermelon seeds, a watermelon could grow inside your stomach. I remember kids in my neighborhood yeah. thinking that, and I remember the other one was if you swallowed bubble gum, it stayed in your stomach forever. Remember that for a hundred years? Yeah, for a hundred yeah, years. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. It came no. out the next day. Yeah, the way it should have. <laughs> the way it should. <laughs> right. Uh, that turning uh, that turning the inside car lights on was illegal. Oh well, you drove. Yeah, believe that. Is it? I believed. Is I it, believed that one while I drove. But it's not illegal. No. to do it can it can be. I you know we need a cop to to answer this question. But I think that I think that there is something against it. I'm not 100 percent sure. But well, I think I would imagine it would be because it is a distraction. My kid, like you know, we're driving at yeah. night. Can I turn the light on? And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really want you to do that right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, there's all these weird rules that you don't even yeah. like one of the things. Remember when you graduate high school, you'd get a tassel for your cap and the big yeah. thing was you'd hang your graduation cap uh, tassel on your rearview mirror and that's how, you know, you drive around. That's illegal. Illegal. Yeah. Cuz it's, it's a distraction. It's exactly right, obstruction. All the other things that people drive you telling me that uh, you know texting is uh, more dangerous than eating a cheeseburger from McDonald's while you're driving down the street? Well, distractions are distractions. I suppose, but you don't really have to focus on a cheeseburger when you're just jamming it in your face. You I know don't know. I, mean? I like to make sure that there's nothing uh, moving on it or <laughs> any kind of excess hair that doesn't belong to me. I don't really eat fast food anymore, but I yeah. used to eat plenty of it, and I would be ripping down the road just 
cheeseburger after cheese. I'm glad that you checked. I never wanted to look what was in the burger. <laughs> there is a, uh, and I won't say which place, okay. but there is a fast food restaurant that I will not go to okay. ever again because of the experience that I had. Does I got it? to the drive through I ordered, uh, and now it was 11 o'clock. They had just opened, yeah. so you, everything should be fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you know, sure, the, sure. The, 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 I had, a, like, a cheeseburger and uh, some French fries and, a, and a, like, a small uh, Coke or something yeah. like that. So they hand me the drink, and, I, and I'm just trying to pay and get out of the way because, yeah. you know, you don't want to hold the line up. Right. And then uh, I'm driving away, and I open up the burger, and it's like the bread is stale. It's ah. just, like, a nasty and then I looked down at the soda, and thank God I looked down at it. What was in the soda? It was missing about an inch off the top. So I opened up the top, and it wasn't soda. It was that cleaning fluid they used oh, to nice. clean the, 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 the machine yeah, out. Yeah. So you drink antifreeze or whatever? Well, I could have. I could have, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> and most people probably would have been like, well, I'm going to go sue that place or, or yeah. whatever. I'm just never going to go there again. Because the for the amount of time, I think about how much time and, and effort and resources right. are going to be used for me to complain about something. Do I really want to go to social media? No, I don't want that attention. Do well, I really want to go back to the manager and say, here's your crappy food back? Can you give me more of it? No. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you won't tell us the, the place, but it rhymes with Lurgerling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, rhymes with uh, Barl's Boon. <laughs> we don't have one of those around. Did you ever go to Chick-fil-A? Did you drive in a Chick-fil-A in Chicopee? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't see the big hype in that. Either, oh, see, Chick-fil-A. I like I like. Chick- it's the only fast food that I like kind of eat because it's, if, it feels like real food kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, but my, my friend, uh, who's a comic was, is gay and was like, listen, I, I was like, oh, I love the Chick-fil-A and, and they were like, Hey, um, you probably shouldn't eat there cause they support anti LGBTQ. Right. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, like I'll donate to LGBTQ yeah. causes what I eat at Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? So if I spend $10 at Chick-fil-A, I'm putting another 10 bucks right, into the right. LGBTQ. That was my, that was my original okay, kind-hearted yeah. compromise between right. my stomach and my mind. Okay. And uh, and then I got used to it, and they uh, I just started having like the sauce and all the different items, mm-hmm. and the people are so nice. You go to the yeah. drive-thru, they're like, would you like a cookie? You're like, I would like a cookie. Thank you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then I, start, I, just, I said to her, I said, uh, hey, I can't do that. They're like, why? I'm like, because I don't have the kind of money <laughs> to donate that I see myself spending at Chick-fil-A. It's expensive. Well, yeah. yeah. And if you eat there a lot, it's real expensive. You know, I never found the fascination with the chicken sandwich there. I didn't. I never thought it was something spectacular that everybody was like, oh, my God, we have to have this Chick-fil-A here. Yeah, you know what? It's good, but I'll tell you what. You, you can't go wrong with like a hot table. The hot table, no, you know, or like, a bueno Isano. Yeah, somebody where they're actually taking time to actually cook. The yeah, food. and somewhere where like the owner actually lives, like in the community. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you feel a little bit better about it. It's um, real food. But uh, but uh, the best chicken sandwich I ever had was from the Sheets. Sheets convenience. Yeah, store. yeah. Oh, it was sure. down in uh, Pennsylvania, and yep. they had this. Uh, they had this the, the Sheets convenience store, and we went in there. I ordered a chicken sandwich. It was the best chicken sandwich I ever had. Sheets is great. Wawa. If you ever Wawa's down are in good Jersey, too. Wawa, yeah. you get a grinder or a sandwich from Wawa. Ooh, That's my favorite boy. thing about going down south is just 
Better oh, convenience stores. Way better. Light years ahead of our convenience stores here. I Light don't years. understand that either. Why are we so far behind on the uh, prepared food in the convenience store thing? I'll tell you one of the reasons, because I, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but before I became a comedian, I worked yeah. in the convenience store business. Uh, I worked for a money order company and I worked for a soft drink company. Oh, uh, so I spent a good, you know, 10 years of my life in convenience stores every day. Down south, they have so much land that they can make these mega stores. Yeah. Up here, land is so valuable that they can't really make these huge mega stores, you know? Yeah. So, this, this place I'm going to in a couple of weeks, yeah. it's called Bucky's. Bucky's? You ever see Bucky's? No. Bucky's is like the Walmart of convenience stores. It what? is huge, and they have like a hundred gas pumps outside. It's like this mega. That's what. It, yeah, but it's, it's bigger than these pilots and these and these all these other places that they got. Oh, the pilots are shady, man. Some of them, some of them, because I when I'm on the road, it depends on which one you go to. Oof, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is a great conversation, a restaurant conversation. Yeah. Um, when you're on the road, right, you get to go to different places, right? So you, you, the convenience stores get bigger where you go. Like when I do a show in Ohio, a lot of times if I'm in Cincinnati, I'll drive it. It's 13-hour drive, but it's a pain in the uh, butt to get a flight from here to Cincinnati. There's nothing direct. you got to fly through a secondary, sometimes mm -hmm. tertiary market. So I'll just drive it. And the convenience stores get better once you start yeah. getting into the Midwest. You're like, wow, look at this place, look at this place, look at this place. But I got out to Cincinnati, Steve, and you know what they still had? They still had Big Boy out there. Wow. Do you remember Big Boy? Yeah, I think it was, I was I think there's one in Florida. I well, you were to. from Syracuse, but people right. in Western Mass, like who grew up here that are my age or around my age or older will remember Abdow's Big Boy. In fact, uh the the advertising uh, I think we had a Roy's family. Big Boy. It, it, there were it was Big Boy was the yeah. was the name and then yes. people bought out franchises. We had the Abdow family. I think yeah. it was George Abdow and 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 he was a proprietor of these of these Big Boys and there was one in Chicopee and that was our big treat. My dad would take us to Big Boy on Sunday after church. Uh, and I mean you didn't realize what a part of your childhood it was yeah. until I saw it and I was like guys we're going. I was with Brian Plum and Tim McKeever, two Western Mass guys that are yep. comics that grew up here. Plum had no concept of what Big Boy was. McKeever's like my age, so he remembered. Right. I'm not joking. We were there for a weekend. We ate every meal at Big Boy. Yeah, that's every the, meal. Yeah, it was so. It was like so much of my childhood. You know, you you don't even when you walked in, it was like they still had the microphone that they used to. Your tables ready? You know that that thing. They still had the salad bar the right way. The cream of potato soup was the same. Down to the ice that you'd get in your glass used to be these little ice balls. It was like crushed ice. It yeah. wasn't like cubes. I don't know. I those are the things nostalgia. that I like. Nostalgia. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's like a little bit of nostalgia. You know. I feel bad. What are kids going to have for nostalgia around here now? Nothing. Everything's homogenized. You yeah, it's I mean? all chain stuff. It's all it's chain. All, uh, oh, I remember that McDonald's that used to be on the corner. Yes, yeah, right. And then they moved it ten feet across the parking lot. Well, even like they we talked about them tearing down the Eastfield Mall, right? They're mm -hmm. like tearing it down to put up one of these outside malls. Every place that I go in the country now is starting to look the same. It's like, oh look, a Michael's Crafts. Mm -hmm. Oh look, a Five Below. Oh look, a Marshalls. Oh yeah, look, there's it's... nothing really unique around here anymore. Right. You know, as far as like, you know, and. It, that brings us back to that Chick-fil-A conversation. Yeah. Remember the hype? Oh, yeah, we can't wait to get a Chick-fil-A. I had Chick-fil-A like a year before it came here. Yeah. My, my late wife and I, we were down in Florida, and I'm like, oh, Chick-fil-A, we should try this place out. 
And it was okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was anything great shakes. And then, then then they put it in here, and then the line's a mile long. You can't get into the place. And I'm like, I'm not going to. It's not worth it. it. Right. Well, or like Jersey Mike's. They make great subs. You yeah. Know, they started in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, a place that I go for comedy a lot. And now they've migrated close to here. They're in Enfield, Connecticut. You, you, got, you know where you got to go to the one? Where? In Belmar. Belmar. New Jersey. Oh, I did. I, I think I have been There's, there. Okay. Yeah, I so stayed in Belmar. The original Jersey Mike is there. Is in Belmar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the guy that broke away from the guy who did the chains, and his deli is way better than the Jersey Mike's chains. Oh, that I see. I, I yeah. don't know if I went to that one then. I yeah, think I you went, definitely got to go to that one. Oh, uh, see. But th- these are the things that like I think of, you know, in my head. You just uh, reminded me of something funny that I did last week that I should do. Maybe, maybe we should save it. Uh, yeah, I'll save because I have yeah. to ask you if I can do it or not. Yeah, because it's uh, it's seven twenty three and uh, it's Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni as a guest host on Rock one hundred two. Springfield's classic rock. It is seven twenty nine and Paul McCartney on Rock one hundred two. Marty Caproni guest hosting uh, today for Bax. Bax will be out uh, tomorrow as well, and yeah. we'll be back on Monday. Happy to be here. Yeah, are you really that happy to be here? I I actually like this. It's grown on me. You know what I mean. <laughs> It really has, because it's a different skill set than comedy. You know, you don't. Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, I, we, you get a break and nobody, you don't have to face people, uh, you know. Yeah, and you don't close. get immediate feedback, though. You know what I mean? So you don't know if something you said's funny or not funny or if it registered with people or not registered until after the show, you know? Well, you, I just wait until after the show when people go, I didn't like what you said this morning. I changed the station. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's so many good uh, people that live. Actually, uh, Hawkman, our, our buddy there. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hawkman. Yeah, he was funny. He asked for my address, and I remember we were talking about something, so I was like, yeah, I gave him my address. He actually sent me, um, like, some hot sauce and a ghost pepper plant and everything. It was really nice. But uh, I was away when he sent it, but I he was like, have you tried it yet? And I was like, no, but I didn't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> so I guess I'll tell him on the radio. Oh, you just, you just revealed I, it now. When yeah. I eat anything hot, I sweat profusely. Like, <laughs> it's a weird genetic thing. Yeah. Even if it was like salad dressing and it's spicy, I just start pouring sweat out of my. Pores. That might be a sign of a medical issue. I mean, it could yeah. be. Um, it, let's be honest. <laughs> maybe ghost pepper could save your life. I'm not exactly yeah. svelte, so it could be. Hey, uh, you could be one word away from a chance to win a thousand dollars weekdays uh, at eight a.m., eleven a.m., and two p.m. in the five uh, p.m. hours. Listen for the thousand dollar keyword to cash, then enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight that day for a chance to win $1,000. You play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put $1,000 in your pocket with the keyword to cash, powered by TextMeForTires.com and Kim Kehoe of the Nielsen team, Livy and Keller Williams on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I'll have that keyword coming up uh, around 8.05 this oh, morning. You get yeah. to hit him with the keyword? You got to hit him with the keyword because Bax always forgets. My contests are always a lot less than that. My These are like really well-thought-out contests. Uh, I Like I just threw one up on my... Uh, Instagram for tonight. <laughs> All right. So you got a contest going for Yeah, a I threw way. it up in my story just if someone wants to win a ticket, you know. So All right. Well, go to Marty Caroni's Facebook page. And, yeah, or, uh, if, if or not, Instagram. Yeah. If you Mar- miss the keyword to cash, you can always just try to win something through Marty. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's not it's, that great. It's one ticket. It's uh seven thirty one. We got news coming up next at Rock One O Two. This is the year you won't ask your neighbors if you can take a dip in their pool. That's because after Nelson Outdoor Living in Pools installs yours, they'll be yeah. It's 7.33 at Rock 102, and it is time for news, which is brought to you by, uh, let's see, uh, nobody. Absolutely nobody. 
This is my favorite part. And now local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Oh, I like how you, how you do that one. That's uh, Pepped it up. pretty smooth. Uh, three alarm fire on Oak Street in Springfield nearly turned deadly when two firefighters were pinned underneath a ceiling that collapsed, pinning them to the ground. Uh, Western Mass News was getting answers from the experts on how they train for the situations before the heat is on. I like how they do the little play on words. <laughs> Fire Commissioner B.J. Calvey said they train around the clock for these situations, so when they do happen, everyone knows their job. On Wednesday morning, a three-alarm fire decimated a three-story home on Oak Street. Uh, it happened really quickly, said Tony Stabilo. It was really scary. Uh, seven people and three dogs were displaced, and officials said the home is unlivable. But a scary situation that could have been tragic as a ceiling collapsed on two firefighters, pinning them against the ground as they battled the blaze. That's scary. Oh, God. Uh, there was a May Day struck for two firefighters who were trapped, so a third alarm was struck, said uh, Cap- Fire Captain Drew Pimonte. Uh, ceiling- ceilings fall on us a lot of the time, but when it actually pins us to the floor is next level above. Uh, the officers were able to quickly free themselves and escape with no injuries. Uh, in this case, about 40 seconds, so it happens a lot. <clears throat> so a lot happens, I'm sorry. So a lot happens in the compressed time frame. Uh, B.J. Calvi uh, told Western Mass News they train constantly for those situations, but pretty scary though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's one of those jobs where you know, ninety-seven percent of the time it's a lot of fun. You're just hanging out with your buddies, cooking chili, playing Xbox on the station, or whatever they do. <laughs> but the that three percent, that's uh, that's where you earn your keep. I think they do more than I that. I mean, maybe. <laughs> you know what, uh, Marty? That's all you. Uh, when your fire call comes in, which which street do you live they, on they, over there? They, yeah, they mix yeah. it. All my buddies are on the Chickabee Fire Department, so that's all. Well, you heard me while I was on stage. We did that show. That's one of my favorite things to to tease my buddies on the uh, on the fire. Oh, department. your firefighter buddies. Yeah, yeah, they don't do anything. Yeah, I I had a firefighter buddy because. Uh, we had this argument going. Uh, Your firefighter buddy's not even real if they're out where you live because the those are volunteers. No, that, this guy was from Westfield. Oh, so, okay. Because yeah. the volunteers just do it so they get the red light so they can drink and drive in their hometown. Yeah, well, you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. But uh, from from about, I don't know, probably about five years ago, my buddy, we're sitting there, and he, he was a retired firefighter, and we're talking to this woman who's talking about, oh, they really need to get the cat out of the tree because there was something going on in yeah. Westfield where they must have put like a ladder up in the tree. And he goes, you ever see a skeleton of a cat in a tree? They don't need to be rescued. They'll come down eventually. eventually. Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, uh, you know, how many times have you seen a dead carcass of a cat in a tree? No, ne- never. <laughs> you think of it. Police are uh, in Connecticut are searching for a suspect following a car chase that ended in Enfield. According to Windsor Locks, police officers attempted to stop a 2019 Subaru Impreza driven by the suspect Bruce Michaud on Tuesday. Michaud is wanted for an active arrest warrant issued by Connecticut State Police. It's also alleged that Michaud had been selling crack cocaine and fentanyl in the town. Out of a Subaru. Well, if you're going to do it, uh, you might as well do it in style. I mean... I would expect you to be selling pot at an Indigo Girls concert, but nothing else. <laughs> Police chased Mashad from Windsor Locks to Enfield where the pursuit ended, but Mashad was able to evade them. He has not been found as of Wednesday afternoon. The vehicle he was last seen in has a Connecticut registration of BH27022, so if you see that, make sure you call the police. Don't, so what you're saying is don't try to apprehend him yourself and make a no, arrest? No, no, that's probably not the best Just idea. Just clarifying, okay. <laughs> Mashad is a convicted felon and has a history of being arrested for possession of drugs, a firearm, and assault. He should be considered armed and dangerous. If you have any information on his whereabouts, you're asked to contact the Connecticut State Police. Well, 
That's a downer, huh? Jeez. It is. It's a huge downer. Subaru. Check the local softball fields. You know, start there. Maybe he's at Jersey Mike's. He could be. <laughs> taking a foot long down to the... the, the I don't know if they have the foot long. Well, if they catch them, it, we'll be taking a foot long to the... What? <laughs> uh, when it comes to exploring the vibrant craft beer scene in western Massachusetts, beer enthusiasts take their thoughts to Untapped, a popular beer rating and discovery app allowing users to discover and rate different brews, share their experiences, and connect with other beer lovers. We've got that at View Street Tavern at Chicopee, baby, where Laugh Comedy Club is. Yeah, yeah, that puts up the ratings and everything right on the screen. It's awesome. Listen, back to I talk about this all the time. It's kind of like the wine-tasting people. Nobody really knows what they're talking about unless you're the actual brewer or the person, you know, they're like, who's crafting it, uh, selling it, and all that stuff. I've got notes of cherries. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of BS is what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you, I do a lot of shows. My buddy owns this company, uh, Comedy Craft uh, Beer, and they do a lot of the shows. I do them on off nights a lot in breweries, yeah. you know, um, and... Uh, it's awesome because they'll give you beer when you're in the brewery, but um, I've learned to have good beer and bad beer. Yeah. You know, I can tell the brewery that has it squared away and the one that doesn't, you know. Um, but one time I uh, I was drinking double IPAs. I didn't know what that was. I just thought it was mm-hmm. the IPA IPA. Yeah. Uh, ended up real drunk real fast because yeah. the guy was like, we have a triple IPA, but it's not on the menu. Would you like to try it? And I was like, sure. Well, listen, coming from the uh, the viewpoint of an alcoholic. Yeah, okay. Uh, when I would drink beer at a craft beer place, yeah. I would look for the one that had the, the most, most alcohol, alcohol by volume in it. Bang for the buck, baby. Yeah. If you're going to pay $8 for a six-ounce beer, you might as well get some booze out of it. You know what I mean? And I never really went for the taste. It tasted like crap. But it really wasn't about the taste. It was about getting effed up, you know? <laughs> uh, these people that walk around and they oh it's hoppy it's a very hoppy beer you know what I respect about you now that you don't what? drink is uh, I never seen you just drinking a non-alcoholic beer I don't I can't do that when I see people do it I'm always like what are uh, you doing uh, because you're only teasing yourself it, it's, you know what I mean it's, it's right. just like you just want to have that mm. more often give me that bloated give me that bloated bland feeling you know let me tell you something <laughs> You get 100 milligrams worth of edibles and you set yourself up for a 45-minute Peloton ride. And then you can eat whatever the hell you want afterwards. A <laughs> hundred milligrams? Oh, yeah, dude. You Your Peloton's not even on the road anymore. You're flying in the air with uh, that thing. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when somebody turns the lights on in the room, I think headlights are coming at me on the road. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm actually riding a real bike down You're the riding street. to save your life? Yeah, yeah, I'm riding to save my You're life. S- oh, no, days after me. <laughs> You're sweating. You're like, I haven't yeah. even started riding. I haven't pedaled once, but I'm already sweating. My buddy uh, gave me a seltzer the other day when I was at his house. I drank mm-hmm. the seltzer. I was like, this is delicious, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a CBD or whatever. And then I started looking at the label, but it wasn't CBD; it was THC. Oh, so it had, uh, it had psychoactive. Properties. Yeah, it had psychoactive properties. So only, only like four milligrams or whatever. But was it enough to give you a nice little? Yeah, uh, man, it made me. Yeah. I slept like a baby. You know, I went home and right out. But I'll tell you what. Oh, you got to take 150 or 200. Well, listen, I'm telling you what, these these things, there it's yeah. it should be on my bucket list to drink. They're like $3 a can or whatever, but I was like, you know, I could see myself drinking 10 cans of this and seeing what happens. They're like $6 a can. They're kind of expensive. That's the worth drinks. It. It's worth. You don't get a hangover. 
No, but I want, again, if you're talking about the alcohol by volume thing versus the THC by volume, I want uh, I want at least 25 milligrams in there for six bucks. Oh, man. You're, you're, That's a lot. You can buy a joint for six bucks. You could not drink, but that, that little monster's still yeah. in you. It's just. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a different. No. It's the different. The monster's still there. It's just a different <laughs> substance. That's all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the only thing that gets destroyed is a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. You know, you're drinking. Yeah. You want to fight everybody in the room. Oh, my buddy that's uh, uh, calling in tomorrow, the comedian that's going to be at Loft on Friday, my, yeah. my buddy Brian Bowden, he doesn't drink anymore, but he does copious amounts. He's known as the stoner dad. That's his comedy. Yeah. Uh, he does copious amounts of uh, of edibles uh, and sounds just like you. Uh, completely. Really? Well, he's completely replaced alcohol with... Uh, well, you have to. Yeah. I, I'm high right now. <laughs> I took uh, I took 50 milligrams this morning. You got to get you got to start take slow the in the morning. Off. Yeah, you got to start slow. You got edible coffee. The only reason I did this whole beer story was because a I was running out of material to talk about during the news, and then they basically list the top 25 breweries around here. Oh, what do they got? What do they got? What do you you want to just go to number one? Um, okay, how far around here are we talking? Uh, probably within a 50 mile range. 50 mile range from Springfield from Radius. Springfield yeah. all right so I'm gonna go with Connecticut because they've had a longer um a right. longer only in Massachusetts only in mass yeah okay all right well this is an interesting this is an interesting question I'm gonna say it's probably my buddy Mike there in Ludlow with Vanish Valley nope no Treehouse Brewing. Is oh, one. that's that's obvious. I should have, I should have, but I figured that's closer to Worcester. But uh, I'll go, I'll go through them quick. Yeah. Rustic Brewing Company's number two. This okay. is three, four, five. Great Awakening Brewing, Brick and Feather in Turner's Falls. Never heard of that one. Never. Vanished Valley's number five. Okay. Uh, Fort Hill in East Hampton. Is oh, I've heard six. that one's really good. They let you bring dogs and stuff. I've heard that. Too. Yeah. That was the one where the guy had the bike. He was riding the bike on the bike trail, and then they told him to stop. Is remember, it, remember the guy? It was like it was like a multi-seat bike. It's one of those things that you carry like four, twenty-five people on, and they all pedal. Oh yeah, yeah, like a rolling bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah, have yeah. those in uh, Troy, New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was ended. That was uh, not allowed to happen. Of course, they got to ruin the fun. And now they're adding Westboro Cold Harbor Brewing. I've never heard of that one. Never. Bright Ideas Brewing in North Adams. Never. Building Eight Brewing in Northampton. Uh, I think I've been to that one. I heard of that one. That's not. That's a nice place. In yeah. There. Uh, two weeks notice in West Springfield. I've definitely heard of that. My buddy Rafi Gonzalez has a comedy show coming up there. Progression Brewing, Progression Brewing in Northampton. Okay. Skyline in Westfield. That's a great one. Skyline. Is that the one that's uh, on the second floor? You go go upstairs in the building. I haven't been to the new location. I went to the old one, which was right on Elm Street. There, I did a comedy show with yeah. Rafi in that in that place, and the beer was good. I only had one, but they they fed me, and the food was. Phenomenal. All right. Really I think I'm good. thinking of Tin Bridge. I did a show for them, too, yeah. with Rafi, and those guys were awesome. See, that, those are that's great. real good beer. They have real good beer. Those are great places to hold comedy shows. They, the, I'm, the space I'm is big you, enough. They're you know? super fun. Breweries are a fun place to do them. I've done them like, where you're standing in front of the tanks and stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, at the end of the list, Iron Duke Brewing, number 23. Iron Duke and Ludlow. Ludlow what, you know. White Lion, number 24. And Hitchcock Brewing in Bernardston at number twenty-five. Uh, White Lion, I've I've had their beer. It's it's delicious, um, real good. 
Uh, they just got a they just got a grant. I was reading in the paper. There's a whole thing about it. They got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar grant to put outdoor dining or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the people in the city are all upset. They're they're mad at Mayor Dom Dom. How could you be mad at Mayor Dom Dom? I don't know. <laughs> Can you do it, please, for me? <laughs> Listen, any of you meatheads out there that are upset that we're trying to bring business and expand business in the city of Springfield, you need to have your noggin checked out. And I'll gladly check it out for you if you don't if you can't find a doctor. You ding dongs. You ding bats. <laughs> ding bats. Ding bats. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is uh, going to be sunny and very hot with a high of 93 tomorrow. Sunny and hot with a high of 93. Could see a chance of a thunderstorm. And then uh, on Saturday, a high of only 58. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 102, Springfield's classic rock. A Weber gas grill fires up fast. You're ready to grill. What Whoa. is going on? What is going on here? <laughs> First day of the job. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like I'm Bax because he does this all the time. <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley for it's it's Bax and Nago, Marty Caproni here in uh, for guest hosting for Bax until he comes back on Monday. Uh, it's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 91. Tomorrow, rainy uh, with some thunderstorms, a uh, high of 93, and then 59 on Saturday. It's uh, it's actually 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, sometimes I screw up. I, I don't know. It's, hey, it's the new system, buddy. It's the new system. Uh, I'm going to give you that keyword to cash coming up uh, after, uh, let's see, what day is it? Uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Uh, time. At the time. Uh, the time. <laughs> okay. But I'm trying to find this uh, this thing on here, and I can't uh, find it. Do you have a the, the, the you have that little computer over there. Yeah, I do. Right? I see it. I, right. I see it. Do you see the thing in the corner that says "Now Hear This"? Yes, I do. Can you can you click that for me? I'm gonna. This is my first, first foray look, into doing any type look of at production this. value on Here this we radio go. station. Here we go. I'm clicking. It's not doing anything. It says "Ready to Play." Yeah. Did you click it? And is it? Oh. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Look at you, man. You just you just learned how to do your first uh, radio button thingy. Is this how you guys work me into this? Next thing you know, I'm I'm over here sweeping the parking lot. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. That's that's how we roll around here. Hey, uh, this happened last week near Valdosta, Georgia. A car ran into the back of a tow truck and went airborne, Dukes of Hazard style, <laughs> for 120 feet before hitting another car. The truck's ramp was down, so it was like a launching pad for the speeding car. It looks almost like a scene out of Dukes of Hazard, but it's not. A car ran into the back of a tow truck, went airborne. A tow truck was trying to tow another car on Georgia 38 when it also got hit. Gray Nissan Altima hit the bed of the tow truck before flying into the air. The Altima traveled about 120 feet before landing on top of a black Nissan Altima. The driver of the black car and a Lowndes County deputy were injured and taken to South Georgia Medical Center. So, it's when the tow truck was down, like, you know the flatbeds on those things? Yeah, and yeah. Then they can lower them down. <laughs> so, the thing was lowered, and this guy comes flying by at 70 miles an hour and then just launches himself over the thing. It's a wild video to see. It was just a good old boy. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. Yeah. I wonder if they had the horn in the background. <laughs> Uh, another clip here. This exact same thing happened in the exact same location last month in Hawaii. A tourist following her GPS directions drove her car directly into the ocean. This time the driver was rescued by fishermen in a nearby boat. 
This is always, uh, time is always of the essence to get out of the vehicle. But she's trying to turn off the windshield wipers before getting out of the car. Oh, sure. Priorities. Okay, we're at Hornicle Hell Harbor, and this lady just drove into the boat ramp. Just who cares? Leave them on. Let's go. Well, they just, you got to leave the car. <laughs> it's going to start taking on water right now. Hurry, it's going under. Hurry up and get out. Hurry up and come my way. Hurry up. Twin. Hurry up and come over here. But the wipers are on. <laughs> no, she was trying to turn the wipers on so she could see better. Well, just let her drown, you know? Well, I mean, your windshield is kind of like swimming goggles. Yeah. yeah. Like this big giant pair of goggles. Just, just let her let drown. The air get in. I like the guy just yelling the instructions from the shore. Just turn it off. Forget about it. Oh, get out of the car. Not getting my feet wet. Uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. It's why you can't remember the Taylor Swift concert you went to. And oh. Of course, you didn't go. No, that was a big You're a big problem. horrible parent. I, that, you know, the, she loves her fans, Steve. She yeah. loves her fans, so she put out a $500 ticket price. Uh, Taylor Swift might be the hottest show in the world right now, but mm -hmm. concert goers are finding that after the show, they have trouble remembering it. Scientists say that you just might be too excited to remember what happened. When you're at the high of the state, uh, you send energy to other parts of your body rather than using it for your memory. So people end up forgetting the Taylor Swift concert they just went to. For fifteen hundred dollars a ticket. Well, that's uh, that's where you know what they have though. They have a lifetime of stupid clips that they post on their Snapchat and their Instagram and everything else. You go to a concert now. No one just enjoys the concert and experiences it. They all look at it through their phones. It's I, the dumbest thing. So I took my kids back in like twenty eighteen. We went to see Ed Sheeran. Oh, huge sure. Ed Sheeran fans. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I was pretty impressed by Ed Sheeran. Talented I, dude. Very talented guy. Anyway, uh, we go there, and there's these three like college age girls sitting in front of us. Yeah. They're all on the phone, mm -hmm. and one of them is FaceTiming another friend. Like, I'm like, you're not even enjoying the show. No. You I, like, you're gonna miss everything. It's a weird because you're doing that. It's a weird thing in the world now that we live in that the, it's not really our generation or whatever, but it's mostly the the youngest generation. The everything is experienced through their phone. So even like major life events, yeah, they have their phone out and they're looking through their phone. It's so frustrating. There it's, are there's a lot of things that I don't record anymore just because. Listen, I'm just going to remember this the way it happened. Right. Right. As and opposed to, you know. Enjoy the memory. You know, I remember my first big concert. I don't know. Who was your first big concert? That's a good question. Bad Company and uh, oh, nice. Ted Nugent. Oh, the, the Nuge. And Ma Kettle was also part of the <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But you remember it, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, my mine, I was weird. I always wanted my first concert to be my favorite band, so I waited to go to a concert until they came around, which was Pink Floyd. It was uh, the Division Bell tour, oh, yeah, 1994, yeah. Foxborough, May 19th. I went to that show, and uh, I I remember every moment of that concert. You know, the, what the weather was like. It started misting, the lasers, all of it. You know what I didn't have? A phone. To I record it all. To record it all and do snippets or anything else. It's like, I just... It's like people can't use their memory anymore. I, that That's a great study. And I bet you in about 100 years, no one will have a memory at all anymore because they're all dependent on their phone for it. 
I like how uh, this has turned into the moral show this sorry, morning. You sorry, know. sorry. You know what? We'll talk more less, moral issues. <laughs> less, less fun that, and more. Uh, <laughs> that is now here. This uh, it's Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni guest hosting. Hosting. I can't even get the words out of my mouth this morning. It's the new system. And uh, we got other stuff coming up after <laughs> eight o'clock. It's seven fifty nine at Rock one hundred two. Hi, folks. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is uh, 8.09 and Cheap Trick on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 93. Tomorrow, more of the same. But then you're going to see some thunderstorms late in the day, and then it's going to cool everything off for Saturday, which a high of only 59. It is 59 right now in uh, downtown Springfield. It is time for the keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. Uh, today's keyword. You ready? Right. I'm ready, Steve. It's June. J-U-N-E. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word June, J-U-N-E, for a chance to win $1,000. You have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword for cash. Chance to win $1,000. You're uh, Again, the keyword is June, J-U-N-E. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I can't enter, I guess, now, huh? Well, you're technically an employee here, so you can't uh, win. Unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. So, but fortunate for somebody else if they enter that keyword. Do you want to spell it one more time for June. Them? J-U-N-E. <laughs> you know what it is? It's funny because Bax forgets to do it. And then someone enters like J-E-W-N, and they're like, well, it was close enough, right? It was like, you know. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> By the way, there's not only paper right here <laughs> there's multiple reminders to do this to at do 805 <laughs> between 805 and 815 we have to do it between those that time and there's all these reminders to do it including the the thing and he doesn't look at it you know i'm gonna just blame it on the new system that's just everything from now for the next three years <laughs> It's this new system. Yes, the new system that uh, he had many months to, 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 to when they had the dummy version upstairs yeah. in the uh, in the room. Uh, you know, whatever. It, <laughs> did you ever do a senior prank when you were in high school? Uh, so yes, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, but I don't know if I can talk. Well, yeah, I think we can talk. Statue limitations is yeah, far past. Ours wasn't <clears throat> so much a senior prank. It was after senior summer. But me and. Uh, my buddies uh, Jeff Wyszynski and uh, Rich Wilson, um, and uh, I think there was someone else, maybe Scotty Litz. We, uh, you know, in Chicopee, they did the fireworks at the yeah. Zot Park, and they used to put up this orange temporary fence around the lake or whatever. So uh, we used to like to play baseball and stuff yeah. like that in our spare time. Harmless fun. But one night, uh, you know, I think after a couple of beers, we decided the next day we were going to play uh, home run derby, but we needed a fence. Okay. So we uh, we may have acquired the fence from Zop Park. So you didn't go to a place that had a fence. No. You brought the fence we to We brought you. the fence to, I allegedly may have brought the fence to Litwin School. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. Set it up, played home run derby, and then just left it. And we're like, well, oh, they'll find it there. And did they eventually find I'm it? I'm sure they did, yeah. That, sure. Was that like a senior class prank, though? That was wasn't, it? but the best one I ever heard, Yeah, I went to Cathedral High School. Uh, that yeah. was there until the tornado blew it over, uh, as I like to say, proving God does answer prayers. But um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it took them 20 years to get around to it. But um, the uh, this there was a courtyard in uh, 
there's a courtyard in uh, cathedral, cathedral yeah. where there's only one little door that goes out to the courtyard. And uh, one year before I was there, I guess the seniors um, took apart a Volkswagen Beetle, scaled the building, loaded it in part by part, reassembled it in the courtyard so that there was a car in the courtyard <laughs> okay. in the morning when everyone in, which I thought is that's a pretty good senior yeah. prank. You know what I mean? If you're going to do one. Yeah, I never, uh, I never got involved in that, mostly because uh, I moved here my senior year of high school, so I was the new kid, a transplant. What school I did could, you Minichai. I went to Minichai. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. And, like, you weren't friends with enough people to, yeah. to be part ah. of a, a group like that. But we heard uh, these over-the-top senior pranks. There was one in Ludlow a few weeks ago where yeah. they went in. See, I'm not, I'm not the vandalism. Yeah. If you're going to ruin stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. Pranking is funny. Yeah. Destruction is vandalism is vandalism. Less funny, yeah. Uh, Over-the-top senior pranks have been in the news uh, this week. Kids in Maryland put their high school up for sale on Zillow. That was pretty cool. (laughs) That's a great prank. And kids in North Carolina, this is where I think the destruction. They get any offers? I don't know if they did or not, but uh, kids in North Carolina filled their school's toilets with cement. Yeah, that's a bad one. That's uh, you're taking it out on the taxpayer on that one, yeah. Because then you got to replace all that stuff. It's not just that you got to replace the sewer. Yeah, I, uh, that was a thing that um, back when I I sold a lot of real estate back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Mary Skinner Skinner Real Estate, <laughs> and I worked for her. And uh, sometimes when they'd have these uh, houses where they're foreclosed on, the yeah. people would be upset that the bank was foreclosing the house, so they would pour quick creek concrete into the toilets. And ruin the uh, the lines. And that's so horrible. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like one of those deals. Well, another one that happened a few weeks ago is making the rounds, and this one's got video. How would your principal have reacted if you did this? An entire class of high school seniors in Delaware pranked their principal by sneaking into her house in the middle of the night and sleeping on the floor. I mean. That's called a home invasion. That is a home invasion. That's when you should probably be shot for going into somebody's house. The most friendly of home invasions, but how small is that school, by the way, if they could all fit on your living room floor? Well, I guess there was only a group of them. Uh, As dumb and dangerous as that sounds, nothing bad happened, and the principal handed it pretty well. Her name is Joy McGrath. She's the head of a private Christian school about 30 miles outside of Wilmington, so it probably had like 30 kids in the entire graduating class. Yeah, but see, you're down south doing that. You're really taking your life into your own hands down there. You know Uh, what I mean? They snuck in at 1 a.m. with blankets and pillows and basically had a big sleepover on the first floor of her home. She didn't find them until 6 a.m. when she walked downstairs to make coffee, and thankfully she was wearing clothes. That would have been real awkward. She was wearing a robe and yellow Crocs. (laughs) When she opened the door to her kitchen, the whole place was filled with kids. According to the video, the entire senior class was in on it. It's a small school, like 60 or 70 kids. You know what is in my head right now? I don't know. It's not totally related to the story, but it kind of is. You said you graduated from Minichog, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had two friends from my grammar school in Chicopee that went to Minichog. They were football players, uh, Alan and Michael Paremba. Did you know them at all? No, I didn't know them. Well, great. You're like my friend who actually I graduated with in Minichog. She asked me about if I know all these people, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. Alan was the, the yeah. quarterback of the school, and now he's okay. like a successful district attorney somewhere upstate. But uh, I was thinking about the difference between what school used to be like, yeah. the innocence of then and now. Their dad was a really decorated police officer in town. He was a detective and everything. And I remember show and tell. Remember you'd have show and tell and your parents could come in and talk about what they do. His dad came in and uh, for show and tell, 
you know, he's a police officer talking about police, and we were all like, can we see your gun? And I just remember that they passed the revolver around my fourth grade <laughs> class. Like, it was empty, you know Well, yeah, mean? but still. Right, but like, when, I, when I still think of that in my head, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was him. I shouldn't say definitely, but I'm, but I remember that, and I'm like, like it was, there was no, it was a time of innocence. Like you could never do that now. <laughs> you know, what remember I mean? they used to bring the dogs in, all the canines. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, they were like Dobermans. Yeah, and and I remember the only thing that the his name was Anthony Romano. He was the kid. You know, he was the yeah. kid. He's like, dude. Look at the size of the dog on that dog. Because <laughs> we were like in third grade, and they bring dog these dogs in, and this thing's got like a, you know, he's, it's a he's got a he's, he's police got a, Yeah, this this dog has a Marmaduke hanging from his belly. <laughs> like that's how big this thing was. That's just to intimidate the criminals. Yeah, nobody cared about the drug sniffing dogs. They only cared about the dong and the how size well of the dog. The yeah. dog was. And uh, and another time you talk about guns being passed around. The yeah. I had my my brother in law. Who is a who is a marine? Yeah, and he uh, he was in the Granada War. Oh yes, it was like a three day war, three hour war. Three, uh, yeah, and uh, he got uh, he got shot in the foot. No, and he takes off his he took off his, uh, his sock to show everybody the wound, you know, the scar oh. from the foot. Uh, and then he passed around the handgun that was used. It was like a wooden pistol. It wasn't real at all, but it looked like a real. It was, yeah. I think it was more of like tactical, like how do you hold this thing yeah, yeah. while you're firing it, kind of thing. And uh, he passed that around uh, during the class. Yeah, and yeah. that's the way it was. Nobody cared. No one cared. No one even no thought of that stuff. No, because it wasn't a big deal. It Sister like, Teresa just sat there with a smile on her face as it went around the class. Yeah, yeah. I still oh, remember. Look at that. Look, look at, at that. that. Yeah. That's great. All these kids want that's to be. That's the holy gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this this principal though, she opens the door. And then she shuts it again, and then she pokes her head in, and she's all happy. She said, this is the most beautiful thing I could imagine. She was mostly amazed by how they managed to sneak in without waking her up. I would be freaked out. I would yeah. be like, get the hell out of my house. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know what your principal might do in their spare time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, what if you're... Uh, what, if they, <laughs> what if they break in? She's got a BDSM dungeon yeah, in her that's living That's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, she's you know telling this guy, to, all right, we'll see you tomorrow, Bill. You know, he's packing up his whips and the chains. The maintenance guy's uh, yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going out. Uh, it is 8-19. It is the Bax and Nagel Show. Uh, Marty Caproni uh, guest hosting, and uh, we'll have more coming up in just a little bit. Uh, it's Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's. I told you, the best part of the show happens off the air, Marty. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's uh, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826 with Van Halen on Rock 102. We get uh, Marty Caproni filling in for backs uh, for the next couple of days. Yeah. He'll be back on Monday, and then uh, then you're actually coming in for me in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. End of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I get to, you know, it's weird. I don't get to come in when you guys are both here. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm both of your other women. You are, you are. You're like uh, <laughs> the three of us can never see each other <laughs> together. Yeah. We just we have to be separate. All right, yeah. You take uh, Fridays, and I'll take uh, Monday. Uh, Rock one hundred two and Jay Smeagol uh, Roofing are giving you the chance to win a hundred and two dollar gas card. Go to Rock one hundred two dot com and sign up for your chance to win. We'll choose one winner a week between now and June 9th. It's your chance to win a $102 gas card from Jay Smeagle Roofing. Schedule your free estimate today at jsmeagleroofing.com. And, of course, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 827. Wait, you got something? Nope. Oh.
All right. No, you no, look no. like you were going to say something nope. there. All right. Well, we'll take a break, and when we come back, <laughs> it'll be time for news. It's 827 at Rock 102. When you 830 at Rock 102, it is time for news, and uh, here's where Marty introduces me. And now, local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. I'm a pro. <laughs> You're a pro? <laughs> Real pro. Uh, we'll kick things off this hour with the uh, news out of East Hampton. They uh, made some progress last night. The three-week-long process to fill two empty seats on the East Hampton School Committee has come to an end. After hearing from nine candidates on May 18th, East Hampton counselors and school committee members voted to fill the vacancies. Those seats became vacant following the resignations of Lori Garcia and Shannon Dunham, sparked by controversy over the superintendent search. The convention used uh, se- sequential ranked choice voting. To help with their decision on who would fill their spots, each convention member voted for each candidate in order of preference on their ballots. After voted, after votes were recorded and tabulated, former school committee members Sarah Hunter and Laura Scott were elected. These elected members uh, said that their intentions with their new roles are in addressing public concerns. Scott said it, ha- it has to do with listening respectfully and being really transparent and explaining to the public the reasons for my decisions and statements and to have your own mind change to really listen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's weird that uh, they filled two seats that uh, nobody voted for, and the two people that left happened to be people that uh, well, sided with the, the doctor, the good doctor. I don't know if the ranked choice voting was just that group of people, yeah, or was it the town? The town didn't vote for this. It didn't sound like it. It sounded like the board elected their own members, which doesn't sound majorly democratic to me. You know, here's the thing. East Hampton's a great town, by the way. I, listen, nice I town. love the town. Yeah. It's beautiful. But a lot of people are like, hey, man, we're just embarrassed to live there right now just yeah. because of all this stuff going on. And apparently, you know, uh, that superintendent thing just yeah. made all this stuff come to light. This right. stuff has been going on. This kind of like backhanded stuff has been going on for years. And now people are just finally starting to realize well, hey. p- politics is politics, right? Yeah. And and it's gotten to a point where, you know, they're at a place where whatever they can use to get somebody they don't want as a candidate out, they'll use. So they use this crazy, preposterous thing of, you know, oh, he said ladies, and that's a microaggression. We're going to get rid of this guy. Let's get rid of this guy. It's the cra- it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you know. Yeah. And then in the lady's statement in that, she's like, "Oh, we're good with the union and the budget and the parents." It's like you didn't even mention the students. Yeah. The guy was like, "I would still do the sh- the job if they asked me because of the students." You know? Yeah. Like that's the guy you want for the job. You guys can't see that? No. All right, fine. Enjoy your lawsuit. Well, uh, the chairwoman, uh, the chair lady, uh, Cynthia Kwasinski, uh, she said, "We've hit a hiccup. Uh, this is this will all blow over uh, yes. in no time. Uh, don't worry about it." Well, I'll tell you this: if your school department or school committee made a choice that does result in a lawsuit that does end up resulting in the taxpayer of East Hampton having to spend taxpayer money to settle a lawsuit, let's say for a million dollars or two million dollars, whatever the number might be, right. if they have to, then somebody should be held accountable for that. I think. 
Yeah, but it's politics. Nobody will be held no, accountable. No, of course for that. not. Come on. No, of course not. Everyone will be right back on TikTok forgetting that this ever happened in 15 minutes. <laughs> Two, yeah, there's something else to be worried about. He's exactly about. right. Uh, two Springfield city councilors leveled criticism Wednesday at how the mayor's office distributed federal recovery funds for an outdoor dining program. They said the process uh, fast-tracked funds to restaurants and organizations politically favored by the mayor's office. Uh, I'm very suspicious on who they awarded, the amount they awarded, and the process that they went through to get there, said at-large city councilor Tracy Whitfield, who sits on the ARPA advisory committee. A top official in the mayor's office on Wednesday defended the award process, saying it was not guided by political goals and that the mayor has discretion in making grants. A spokesman for Mayor Sarno declined to make the uh, mayor available for questioning about the awards on Tuesday. The Sarno administration announced it would distribute approximately $2 million in the American Rescue Plan Act funds to 17 restaurants and organizations to help build out the city's outdoor dining space. Chief Development Officer Tim Sheehan said the move would bring vitality to neighborhoods and encourage foot traffic. According to city documents, establishments could use those funds for new tables, chairs, lighting, or even public art to encourage patrons seeking an alfresco experience. Ooh, I like alfresco. Ooh, $2.5 million for alfresco. But uh, Whitfield and city councilor Justin Hurst point to the fact that some residents and businesses have been waiting for years after applying for recovery funding. They say the recipients of Tuesday's outdoor dining grants were establishments whose owners were, in the words of Whitfield, politically connected. Hurst accused Sarno of using federal recovery funds as his own personal slush fund. Ooh, I like slushies. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the mayor would have to say about these accusations? Listen, you dingbats! <laughs> there ain't nobody politically connected to these businesses that are getting this money. We're trying to we're, we're trying to clean up this town, and you two keep spilling dirty water all over. It. Stop spilling the mop bucket. I'm cleaning this town up. <laughs> That'll never get old. Uh, the way the process was set up, uh, Hearst is complaining about this. The way the process was set up and how applications were approved was all done behind closed doors. And in order to benefit from this new program, you had to be in the know. Uh, Whitfield called the way the mayor's office distributed the outdoor dining money disgraceful, misguided, and morally bankrupt. Uh, at the end of March, the city announced that the program with the two and a half million dollars going to the restaurants, the deadline to apply was May 5th, uh, at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, the city announced the grant recipients. The process to decide which establishment got money bypassed the committee that has been reviewing the slew of applications from businesses and nonprofits across the city. Okay. All right. All well, right. I guess. I guess. I mean, you know, if the application process wasn't transparent, then that might be an issue. But you're also trying to bring more business to other areas other than the where the casino is right well you know what i mean look there's no it's no secret that downtown springfield needs rejuvenation and it it does need that so i i could see the uh i could see the in principle kind of the idea of what they they're trying to do uh, but you know that doesn't help you if you're some business that's in an outlying part of Springfield in the suburb area. You, you should have a fair shake too, I guess. Is that the point? Yeah. Uh, this is interesting though. Whitfield said she struggled to obtain raw data from the Sarno administration regarding its handling of ARPA funds when she asked for the small businesses and new businesses that applied to the city for recovery funds. 
She had to file a public records request. The city moved to charge her about $12,000 to see the documents. <laughs> oh, you want your documents? Oh, yeah, I got your documents. Yeah, freedom of information. Oh, yeah. uh, we made some copies, about $12,000. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you only got a $100 bill there? My memory's kind of fuzzy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whitfield said she appealed the uh, charge of the state. She goes, I'm struggling on my own due diligence, although I see what's going on. The 17 of the establishments that received awards this week include White Lion Brewing, based in Tower Square. The brewer received uh, $250,000 based on its plans to build a concession stand and a meeting space in Tower Square Park. Its uh, founder and president, Ray Barry, was one of the speakers at Sarno's re-election campaign on May 17th. When they say meeting space, yeah, do they mean like people can have meetings in, in the park of Tower Square? <clears throat> no, there's a park right across the street. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but are seen? they saying like... Like they're not having like a guy with a PowerPoint. Like, look, third quarter's down. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, it's some not, homeless guy. It's not comes, a board meeting. <laughs> well, some they, homeless guy comes in humping a bench. You don't I, want. Yeah. They, they they were doing White Lion Wednesdays down there. Oh, okay. And they were it was like an old container, a shipping yeah. container that was like a bar, and then they had these this outdoor seating area. It was really really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know uh, if that's gonna come back, but I, it sounds like they want to put more money into that that little park across the street there, which probably would be a good idea. I mean, look, yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I think downtown Springfield, you know what it needs uh, more than uh, more than a, a new newer park. Yeah. It uh, it needs uh, less people trying to shoot you while you're in the park. <laughs> That's what it needs. Well, listen, baby steps, Marty, baby <laughs> steps. Let's get the brewery in there first, and then we can worry about the gunshots. Okay. Yeah. It's beers, then shots. Just a yeah. suggestion. Maybe White Lion makes a whole line of beers around that. It's like White Lion Homeless IPA. <laughs> city bench city bench warmer brew, right? You could, you could do a whole Take lot. one of those stabbing sours if I could. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Multiple stabbing sours. Anywho, uh, lawmakers <laughs> considering whether to continue allowing patrons to purchase beer, wine, and cocktails on the go uh, with their takeout food orders must weigh the interests of the Massachusetts Restaurant Association, which supports the idea against the, those of the Massachusetts Package Store Association, whose leader warned Wednesday that keeping the option around would contribute to the shop's death by a thousand cuts. Jeez. So their argument... The the package store people. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, you don't want people getting cocktails to go. Yeah, you're not going to stop at the package store. And then it's, let me tell you something: people who want to drink at home are going to drink at home, and they're oh. going to stop at the package store and get the bottle of vodka that they want before they drive home. I was going to say, who in their right mind is getting drinks from a restaurant? You know what I mean? When you can make a, you can make as many as you need for the cost of one drink. Well, I mean, it made sense. During the pandemic, pandemic when you had all these to-go orders and people are going, you, you obviously 100%. most of these restaurants, bars, yep. the, is the biggest uh, money maker. I, and if yep. you're not being able to sell those cocktails, having being able to sell those cocktails during that time, I mean, it was a crazy time. I may or may not have purchased some alcohol to go during those times with my meals. You know, uh, oh, I had a whole gin mill going at my house. Yeah, yeah. making it, making it in a bathtub. <laughs> Your own distillery? Yeah, kids would have parties, bring yeah. them over. Yeah, we were violating COVID rules left and right every day. Yeah. Charlie Baker, take that. I got more than 10 people here. 
Uh, we're drinking bathtub gin. Do you remember when they were like bars have to close by nine or else like COVID comes out at nine oh five? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we talked. Uh, we had an interview with the uh, <clears throat> the owner of the Magic Lantern. Yeah. Because they just sold that yeah. building uh, to a dispensary. Now. They did. But you know, his to his point, you know, he's like, we were the one of the first places to open in the state, right? For gentlemen's club type of thing, sure. and then we. He's like the basically Governor Baker just killed us. Yeah, he yeah. killed that whole thing. You can't if you can't be open past nine o'clock. What's the part of being open? But they were allowed to open because they had a food license. Smart. So they had already had that established, and that's why they were able to stay open. A restaurant serving yeah. legs. And then, uh, and then, just uh, like strip clubs went away, the dinosaur. They're all going out of business now. They're all they're all going, huh? Well, you got OnlyFans and you got all this other stuff that people made did during the pandemic to sell their stuff. And if you don't need to leave the house, what's the point of having a strip club? I mean, I guess. I, guess. I, I mean, it seems weird for your bachelor party to have all your friends over your house around your computer watching OnlyFans. Yeah, fans. check this chick out. Yeah, tip her again, yeah, tip, tip her again. Tip her again. <laughs> she loves it when you put the change in the little box. Yeah. Put it right in the coin purse. Do it. Do it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny and hot with a high of 91 tomorrow. Uh, hot with a high of 93, but then thunderstorms move in and then cooling everything off for a high of only 59 on Saturday. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is 8.50 in ACDC on Rock 102. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot. With a high of 91 tomorrow, uh, hot with a high of 93, and then some thunderstorms move in, making a nice cool weekend with a high of 59 on Saturday at 63 <laughs> in uh, downtown Springfield. The Big Bonk and Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday, June 21st. That's only 20 days away from today. Tickets are still on sale. You can come and enjoy a fun night out with beautiful views off the side of Mount Tom. Admission includes a few stogies from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, an event t-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing, and a premium food spread, including Hors d'Orve's dinner and dessert. Who, tell me more about these Hors d'Orve's. Oh, they're delicious. <laughs> Details and tickets at rock102.com. Tickets can also be purchased in person at Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. I do have to remind you that cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes, and you must be 21 or over with a positive ID to enter the Big Bunk and Smoke June 21st at the Log Cabin. Built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, can I show up at that if I wear, like, a Dave Miner T-shirt? Can I Can I get in? Can I show well, up? Well, you're an employee here now. You uh, so I can just go. go. Yeah, you can just go. Uh, uh, we'll give you one of those nice Rock 102 T-shirts. And, and then uh, I can smoke <clears throat> a stogie? You can smoke a stogie if you'd like to. I would like to do that. Yeah. I'd like to sit with you and Bax and have well, a stogie. Look matter of fact, that's the night you're going to be working here. Already for me, oh, that's I'll be right. gone. So, so you're not you, even going to be at the big bar. You can be, uh, you can be the new Steve. Well, oh, geez, now you're going to have to. That, yeah. That's a negotiation if I'm taking on that task. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I be there's the new there's Steve? no negotiating. Yeah, we don't negotiate yeah. anything around here. Uh, what? Do we, but yeah, you should you should definitely go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll probably do that then. You got a show tonight? I do. I do. Uh, tonight, tell your friends, everyone listening. It's the best deal in town. It's 20 bucks at the door. It's not on the site, so don't look at the site. But Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee, 92 View Street. For 20 bucks at the door, you get dinner and a show. You can't beat that. It's really unbelievable. And the people who come 
for the first time always say, what a great time. I can't believe we only spent 20 bucks. You can't go out to any restaurant and have a dinner for 20 by the time you're done with tax and tip and everything else. You know, you can just come out, laugh and eat for 20 bucks. Tonight I got my buddy Justin Hoff, who's on America's Got Talent, coming in. Cool. Uh, I got some of my local buddies, Carlos Garcia. I think Brian Plum's going to stop by, Katie Arroyo. Uh, a couple other new faces that people haven't seen, and uh, we're gonna have some laughs, and we're gonna we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some uh, we're gonna have some food, and uh, maybe a couple drinks or two. I'm really itching to get over there for the uh, dinner and a show thing. You you Not have to because I so, like food, but I like comedy too. It's every single Thursday, <clears throat> so if they can't do it this Thursday, they should come the the following Thursday, and then this Friday night, and we'll have them on the air tomorrow with us. Is Brian Bowden, uh, known as AKA the Stoner Dad, similar to you, Steve? Right in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, there you go. He's the Stoner Dad, and uh, <laughs> he'll be there. We're gonna have him on tomorrow. We're gonna do an interview with him, but he'll be at Loft uh, on Friday. So get tickets for that now on the website loftcomedyclub.com. You know, you you mentioned the the Stoner Dad thing. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm not the only one doing this. I think everyone's now doing it because you go to a dispensary on any given day of the yep. week. And even, like, at the times, well, first of all, thank God they've eliminated the traffic cops from putting people in and out of those places. That, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of become unnecessary now. Yeah. You needed it to handle the traffic. Sure. But like, up at Netta in Northampton, they used to have a cop there all yeah. the time. Theory did, too, in Chicopee. I don't yeah. think they do anymore. I'm not sure. Now it's just because the hype has kind of died down and yeah. you, you don't need as many people there. So I'm kind of glad they, they took that away. But if you go into any of those parking lots, they're full. They're yeah. all full, and they're all being uh, utilized. The, that INSA down here off of 91, $70 million in one year. From that, yeah. Yeah, so think even if you own that place, and let's say you had to give Cost- two-thirds away of that in right. business operations, taxes, it's whatever. still made a lot of money. You're still getting a third of $70 yeah. million. We had one um, uh, one company that actually sponsored um, our Thursday night. Uh, yeah. We did a YPS one they sponsored, and it was it was awesome. It was super, you know, they didn't obviously bring any product, but I was talking to the people from the company. There is a science behind this stuff now, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's I a- wouldn't mind getting one to sponsor it just like regularly, like one of these places. Just, just you know, for myself, if I can get some of those, you know. <laughs> oh, well, the, so the problem is they can't advertise with the radio. That's the thing. Because it's federally, it's still fegr- federally illegal, which is dumb. Dumb, so dumb. And uh, you, you know how much tax money you're missing out on well, by not? Uh, like, how much money is this radio station, a classic rock radio station, missing out on when when they can't? Yeah, advertise I mean, on. if you if you really think about advertising dollars, yeah. there's there's only a finite number of ways you can do that. Right, and you can't do it on television. You can only do right. it on billboards, which is why all the billboards up and down 91 are dispensaries. Right. Or even on the Mass Pike, too. Well, I listen, I'll gladly entertain if anyone wants to sponsor a comedy club yeah. for one of them. Because the comedy and the weed go kind of hand in hand, you know? And I'm, I've am i never been a, a big weed guy, right? But yeah. we were talking about this. I hurt my back, like, really, really bad. And I couldn't even get up to go on stage. And somebody was like, hey, take this. Have a little half of this gummy bear. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Steve, I went on stage. I had the time of my life. I, I couldn't even tell my back hurt anymore. And then once it wore off, I was like, wow, that stuff yeah. really does work. It does pain. work. And and you know what? It's not a cure-all. There's no. there's people out there. It doesn't, it, wor- it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. But it does help. And it helps me yeah. big time. I have major anxiety. Yeah. I'm like one of these guys that like, I'll have like an anxiety attack. Yeah. Uh, thinking about like. 
stupid stuff throughout the day. That's and I'm like, this. The, I shouldn't even be worried about this stuff. Right. Take a gummy, you chill out, you're fine. You're fine. You're like, everything's cool. easy. Everything's cool, good, easy. It's not like drinking where you're where you're uh, super impaired like that, where you're you can't your, your tongue is getting loose and <laughs> right. you're ready to fight somebody. Right. And, uh, again, the only thing you really want to fight is a bag of Cheetos. Right. Like, how do you open this damn thing? You know? I didn't even get the munchies. Like the few times I I did the gummy things, I didn't even really get the munchies from it. Like I just, it was right. just a welcome substitute. To like doctors who always want to put you on painkillers. All right, you're gonna have to dive into this whole thing with me, and I'll I'll walk you through. We'll get the munchies, and then we'll go to a Golden Corral, and we'll make everything better. For All you, right, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. taking that offer. Golden Corral, or maybe Ex- that nipple grill down in West Springfield. Except nipple grill? They grilling nipples down it's there? Nippon or something? Oh, I don't God. know. Yeah, I'd go to the Golden Corral with you, Steve. I think that you know. Yeah, I think a Golden Corral would be a good place to go. I would do that, I would, especially you know. after. Down in a couple of J's, right? What a yeah, two. that's what I'm hey, talking baby. about. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's 8.57, Bax and Nagel. Marty Caproni in for guest host. He'll be in again uh, again tomorrow. And uh, we got stuff coming up after 9 o'clock, uh, Hollywood trash and, uh, and whatnot. All right. That's what we got. It's 8.57 at Rock 102.